Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I am very excited to be here tonight. It's going to be a fun, impromptu night of I have got no idea what because my computer system is acting up like crazy right now. I spent about four hours doing prep work for the show, getting everything ready for you guys. <laughs> and, um, yeah, my my computer decided to randomly, for no reason, restart. And, of course, you know, sometimes when that happens, it's, it's real nice to you and pulls up everything that you were working on, but not this time, of course. So it... Um, lost absolutely everything that I was working on for the show. Absolutely everything. So, yeah, we're really going to be winging this. I had three minutes. I got back in with three minutes to spare here. And so I've been trying to quickly remember everything that I had, which, of course, I cannot do. Um, (laughs) So I could try to piece it together for you and uh, hopefully get something up and running. But it does not look like that that's going to happen. So we're just going to kind no, I do not, do not want to do that. We're just going to, I'm talking to my computer. It's, 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 if you hear me cussing a little bit, please know that it's not directed towards you. It is directed towards a silly machine. Okay. So, you know, if you, if you, uh, you hear me get a little confused tonight or things get a little crazy or whatever, then, um, you know, just remember I love you guys and that we just have fun here and we don't always do it pretty, but, you know, we do always do it. So we get it done. All right, so I am going to go through some announcements here real quick before we get started. And if something happens during the show and uh, restore, no, of course it wouldn't restore. Um, If we happen to... Uh, lose something, then I'm just going to play some tracks. If I can't play some tracks, we'll figure it out from there. So, you know, just just bear with me a little bit, and and we'll get things we'll get things rolling here. So, announcements. All right. If you are interested in putting together, well, first of all, let me give you the number to call in. If you when you call in, if you get a fast, busy signal, just keep trying. Okay. The number to call in is six four six five nine five three nine six five. That's six four six five nine five three nine six five. Now, if you're interested in putting together a workshop for us or with us, then you can shoot me a message. Probably the easiest way would be on Facebook. You can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, last name Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Shoot me a message. Let me know what you'd like to put together. We can get that scheduled for you. They can be anywhere from three, uh, 30 minutes to three hours long, depending on how much time you need. You can pre-record these on your computer and send me over the audio track if you'd like to do it that way. We can do a, uh, a phone conference call, and I can help you pre-record it if you need that. 
if you don't have a, a PC to pre-record something on. We can do a combination of both. We could play a pre-recorded part of your show first and then come on live and take questions and talk to callers and things like that, whatever you want to do. Just let me know. You don't have to be a professional workshop provider in order to put one of these on. Remember, we all have something to teach, and we all have something to learn from each other. All right, so... Yeah, let me know what you want to do, and we will get that put together. Next, I want to let you know that we need to take a moment, as always, and thank our sponsors. It's really important to thank the people who stepped up to the plate this year and helped me to cover the cost of our 2020 broadcasting license. Those sponsors are Debbie Kelly, Eric Sheldman, Maddie Gullickson, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Rick Clark, Raymond Bentley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Rachel Ward, Kevin Kraft, Gina Storm, Renee Cryer, James, a.k.a. One Sapien, Richard Ward, and Colm Kennedy-Hulme. Thank you guys so much for helping to sponsor our broadcasting license for 2020. I'm spilling things everywhere. All right. Oh, there we go. Got it. All right. <laughs> the next thing I want to do is we are going to go over your oh, – maybe we are. We're going to go over your work – assignments and the such your your inspiration from the inkwell and this is where i am going to be struggling a little bit because and i I put so much work into these i wish you guys knew and i just absolutely lost it all and it was a really good week i had a bunch of really good stuff in here but yeah it's not working now so anyway oh come on i don't want that Seriously, I cannot even tell you how crazy my computer is being. All right, so inspiration from the ink. Well, the first thing I'm going to do is your journal assignment. Remember, journal assignments should be written in a journal, handwritten, three-ring binder, I don't care, spiral notebook, scraps of paper. But I want that tangible connection between your pen and paper. All right, so grab pen and paper for now, and we'll get these written down as we go through them. And I'm going to be really – this is going to be messy, so you guys probably really will need your – your um, paper and pencil and uh yeah i'm trying to get another file open here can you tell la 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 this is my hold music and i am singing to you and i can't even find it now where is it there we go i found it okay we'll have that pulled up and ready to go just in case all right so the first thing we're going to do is we've been working on for your journal assignment for the week we've been working on free write analysis and we're still going to be doing we're going to be doing free writing um, but with a twist, okay? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the name of a poet and a name of their poem, and then I'm going to give you the first line out of their poem. And what I want you to do is first I would like you to Google the poem. All right, I want you to sit down and I want you to read it a couple of times. But when you read it, I want you to really listen for what you think the poet is trying to tell you, what the message is. You know, is it straightforward? Is there a hidden meaning? You know, really, really listen for what the poet's trying to say. And then I want you to stop, and I want you to write the first line of the poem at the top of your journal page. And this week, the poem is called, Because I Could Not Stop for Death, and it's a poem written by Emily Dickinson. And the first line is the title line, which is, Because I Could Not Stop for Death. So at the beginning, at the top of your page, I want you to write the sentence down, and then I want you to just keep writing. But instead of just free writing, I want you to 
write about the poem that you just read. I want you to write about what it made you think of, what it made you feel. Um, what do you think the poet was trying to tell you? Was there a hidden meaning? Was there things about the poem that, the poem that confused you or things you liked or disliked about the rhyme scheme or the language used or the structure of the poem? You know, if you could sit down with Emily Dickinson over coffee and ask her about the poem, what would you ask her? What are the questions? So just all the stuff that comes to your brain after you read this poem, I want you to sit down and write it down. Write for at least 10 minutes and go from there. All right, so that is your free write assignment or exercise. The second writing exercise for the week, we have been writing two scenarios. Or no, wait a minute, that was your assignment that's your assignment. Okay, so now we're going to do your exercises. Exercises are different than assign, uh, uh, <laughs> journal assignments. Exercises are meant to stretch you, push you out of your comfort zone, do things you haven't normally done, write about them in the ways you haven't written about them, that type of stuff. So what I've been doing, and I really want to kind of push you away from writing poems, okay, because you're not just a poet. You're a writer. And a lot of times we put too much pressure on ourselves when we sit down to write. We think that every single time we sit down to write, we have to write a poem. And that's not true. We just have to write. And once you free yourself from that, it's really going to change how you write poetry and how your inspiration for poetry comes. So as we're writing to this, I want you to write it in short story form or narrative prose, something along those lines. Just sit down and write a story about it. Just write about the, this. The scenario, what's fun about those is instead of giving you something concrete, well, this one's actually kind of a little bit concrete, but I had to do it on the fly. So anyway, I'm going to give you a scenario, and then you have to fill in all the blanks. You have to fill in the story. You have to fill in what happens, okay? So the story I would like, the scenario I'd like you to write about this week is you find a magic pair of shoes, you find a magic pair of shoes. What do they do? What do you do with them? Okay, pretty self-explanatory. I'm not going to elaborate it on a whole bunch, uh, but just sit down and, and write about finding a magic pair of shoes. That's it. That's easy. Easy peasy. Next, exercise number two is your pick apart a prompt. And I really want you to think about the fact that what you do with a prompt before you write to it is way more important than what you actually write. Because everybody has knee-jerk reactions to something they hear, things that were programmed. You know, if I, if I show a photograph of an open door to a mom whose child just went off to college, that's going to mean a lot different, something a lot different to them than it meant to uh, meant to the person, maybe someone who just escaped an abusive marriage or something along those lines. All right, so. Get away from those knee-jerk reactions that you have because of the things that have been programmed into your brain and look deeper. So what I want you to do is I want you to write the prompt at the top of the page. And then I want you to sit down and write every single way you could write to that prompt, all the different things it could stand for, all the, the thoughts it could inspire, the different ways you could twist it, the different things it could stand for, what it could be a metaphor, what can it, you know, how can you use it as a metaphor, you know, what different faces, what faces can you put on it, what different voices can you give it, that type of thing. So write the prompt at the top of the page and then write down all the things that, that prompt could become. And you'll probably trip over something and end up writing a poem from one of the prompts, but that's how you find the good stuff. Okay? Get away from what everybody writes about and find the things that are unique to you. So 
So the prompt this week is, ready, rubber band. That's your prompt. Write rubber band at the top of your page, and then write all the different things that it could stand for. Become B. All right? Now, that I've had you totally step away from writing poems. Now I'm going to give you prompts. Prompts are meant to be turned into poems. All right? So they're like seeds planted. They are meant to turn into a poem. I've been doing, we've been kind of concentrating. I kind of switched this up, and, and I didn't, this is part of the stuff that I lost, so please forgive me if I, I trip over a little bit, because I don't have a, uh, I don't have a prompt for this. I'm going to let you choose your own prompt this week, and I think that that's kind of be, going to be good because you get to find something that you're passionate about and think about. But we've been exploring slice-of-life poetry. Okay, slice of life poetry. And what I want you to do is I want you to actually let me open this up real quick because I did have this ready for you. Open with, there we go. So slice of life poetry is taking a moment at a time and writing about it. And I looked up a couple of definitions outside of what I normally tell you, and I wanted to read those to you, um, some things I found off the Internet. And so... What I what I looked for was um, what is slice of life poetry. So one of the examples that I found was you choose an everyday moment from your life. It doesn't have to stand out because of you, but because at the end of the day you remembered it. Focus on the details that made it stand out for you. The people, just the main characters, actions, what stood out, dialogue. Try to capture the personality and the feelings. Um, Think about the setting. Try to, to capture all the specific details, it says. And then it says, begin in the moment and try to recap, recapture the scene. As you write, improve for, spe- improve for specific nouns and vivid verbs. That didn't make sense to me. Anyway, uh, and then it says, think of your slice of life as a scene from a book or a movie and make your, re- make your reader relive the scene. And I kind of touched on that a little bit last week. And then the next one I got was... The definition is a storytelling technique that offers insight into an ordinary person's life. You know, and then, and these the magic of them, like I said before, is that it's a very ordinary thing, is something very common, just like a snapshot, a Polaroid that someone picks up. But you know, very few of us can look through someone's photo album or or pick up an old photograph and not see part of our life in it. And that's so that's what you're trying to do is you're trying to capture a moment of time like a snapshot, and make other people feel and see um, what it is you're trying to tell them. You know, and, and it goes on to say, a story about a small segment of one's day, a poem that tells about a small moment in time, a collection of words and photos that describe a scenario. Um, so those are just kind of some things that, that wasn't all that exciting. Let's forget I even did that part. So anyway, um, I want you to pick something out of your day. All right. I want you to pick something out of something that happened. You know, it doesn't have to. It can be any day, any day of your life. Just something that stands out for you, and then write it as if you were writing, like they said in that a scene from a movie. I use the example of writing a screenplay. You know, write out every single detail, and go from there. All right. Now, the next thing I want you to do is, oh, 
your poetry prompts. There's four of them. This is going to be fun. Okay, so these can be these prompts can be they're like seeds planted, and they are meant to grow into palms. With that said, these prompts can be the title of, or it can be a line in, or the general concept of the poem. Okay, so number your and there's four of them. So number your paper one through four. And I'm going to pull some of these off a list I had, but normally I put a little more thought into it. So um, the first one I'm going to give you is um, Silence Enfolds, E-N-F-O-L-D-S, Silence Enfolds. That's the first prompt. The next one, I'm trying to go down the list and find ones that will somewhat go together well. The next one is Somewhere a River Floods. Somewhere a River Floods. The next one is With No Rememberings. With no rememberings. And then number four is uh, words to repeat. Words to repeat. Oh, we did them, yeah. <laughs> okay. So those are your four prompts for this week. Now you can write four different poems using each line if you want. You can mix up the lines and use like number three and then use number one if you want. Or you can get real ambitious and froggy and you can write a poem using all four prompts in one one poem. All right. So once again, those are Silence Enfolds. Number two, Somewhere a River Floods. Number three, With No Rememberings. And number four, Words to repeat. Then remember, our projects are ongoing tasks for the year. Once a week, do something, even if it's just for 15 minutes, that's surprising to you, something you've not done before, at least not in a long time. Take a different road home. Take a walk when you get off work. When you can't sleep at 3 o'clock in the morning, go sit out in the front yard and look at the sky. I don't care what it is. Just once a week, do something you normally would not do. You have to have new input into your brain in order to have output. All right? Think about a library. If you only have one book in a library, what good? What kind of what kind of things are you going to find in there? You'll never find something new. But if you have a thousand books in there, you have to continually put those books, put those things, put those experiences in your brain so that you have things to pull on when you sit down to write. Next, our task is for 365 days for one year to write a haiku poem. And I don't care if it takes you 600 days to do it. You know, if you skip a day, eh, no excuse. Just pick it up again the next day. You know, it's not not a reason to quit because you miss a day. 365 days, write a haiku poem. Carry a little notebook with you. I find that really helps. And if you think of something, we all do that all day long. You know, our brains are wired that way. We have little poetic hiccups. We see something and, and it makes us think something, but then we keep going because we're out there adulting, right? But take a moment. Take two seconds. 
You know, you spend so much time doing that adulting that we forget to feed that creative side to us. And so this is really important. Even if it's a little poetic hiccup and, it's, and say it's only 15 syllables, say it's 29 syllables, I don't care, write it down. You can always go back later and turn it into a haiku. At the end of your 365 days, you're going to have at least somewhere between 38 and 60 really, really good haikus in there. And you've got yourself a chat book. You've got yourself a book of poetry, poetry ready to go. All right? So every day, go out and look around. Look around your world and find something worth 17 syllables. All right? So that is it. All right. Remember, guys, you're not just poets. Have fun exploring and writing outside your labels and become a better writer because of it. Play with your ideas. Play with your words. Keep having fun with your tasks and your ideas and your thoughts. And in turn, your muses will have fun playing with you. All right. The next thing, thank you for uh, kind of <laughs> helping me get through all that, guys. Appreciate it. All right. So the next thing we are going to do is we are going to uh, – yeah, I can do all that in a minute – Oh, my goodness. Life is so exciting. It is. All right. This is continue. It's telling me I'm disconnected. So hopefully you can still hear me. I'll check with Michael here in just a minute. He's our first caller. So next thing I'm going to do, I'm going to play an audio poem. And I actually had a request for this piece, and I absolutely love it. It's Maxwell Kessler, and it's a story of Big Ben Tunnel. And I think there's a really good message in this poem, and I absolutely love the production he did on it. You can find him all over YouTube, all over the Internet. Maxwell Kessler, great piece of his, The Story of Big Ben Tunnel. Here we go. Well, post-Civil War, who do you think they call upon to turn the ash back to brick? No, sir. You don't need chains to keep a man his place a few coins do you just fine. But when they promised us land for our work, we heard freedom. So we picked up spikes and shovels, followed that railroad wherever we were told to place it. Our job was to see the mountains of West Virginia as clay. Some of us died, squinting so hard. Especially out there in the Big Bend Tunnel. We drove more than a mile deep into them hills. The only light we had was the one hitting our backs. That is, had not been for Mr. John Henry. With a hammer in his hands, John had arms like dynamite-tipped bullwhips, fireflies bursting across his kneecaps. His slam sounded like bullets coming fresh out of a revolver. Hammerheads glowing like lanterns, so hot they melted the air a dark red. But John's voice was as holy as the blue breeze, crawling up that tunnel to kiss our cheeks. Ain't no freedom in this work, brother. Freedom's when the clock runs out. When the only thing pushing against you is the wind, your daughter's hands, or your lover's lips. John always liked to talk about Polly Ann like that. Truest woman I ever met. She used to always tease him, say he wasn't working hard enough. <laughs> but we knew she'd come down to the tracks wearing her finest blue dress just so she could watch the rain dripping off of his chest. John, the preacher of sweat. Sermon of Crash. Whenever he saw one of us falling, his voice would ring out like church bells. Stand up, son! These rocks ain't shackles! Just a whole lot of dust that don't know what to part ways when it sees our footsteps. He even made Captain Tommy want to pick up a hammer. Skinny-armed white man, dog bark, throat, dog heart, yelling, Good God, Mr. Henry! Be careful now! What if them walls come caving in? Will John just sing right back? I'll just lift this mountain with my hammer, Lord, Lord. Crumble this here rock with my hand. In fact, the only time I heard John stop singing was when the steam drill come. But man, 
Mr. George, he called himself, sitting high and mighty on this soft, soft seat, surrounded by all matter of levers and iron, sticking out like jail bars, machine bigger than most of our houses, and he stepped down. His skin pale, like I never learned how to sweat. He walked right up to Captain Tommy and said, I got me a machine here, twice as efficient as them lazy niggers you got driving steel. If you give me some money, you can send all the work donkeys home. I wanted to scrape my calluses against his silky skin, peel off the husk, so he could feel what it's like to bleed. But John stepped between us and quietly said, I got a better idea. I never really heard of John being a gambling man, but when he said he needed a shaker, I was the first one to step forward. Now in the tunnel, black dust clouds forming overhead, every smack, pebbles and rock shards ripping by my ears into the air pocket of John's elbows, every lift, his muscles swelled up, blood glowing through his skin the color of molten iron, I couldn't even see that steam engine, shirts toxic shatter breathing down my neck, but John's voice rang out, come on shaker, spin that steel, steady hands now brother, we got a steam drill to put to shame. He swung so hard and so fast that the sparks stuck to his hammer, arc like lightning bolts when he pulled back. The sound of air splitting shot out down the tunnel like an echo of a storm against the valley. Blew Tommy's hat clean off, wrapped around Polly Ann's neck like a whisper. And I used to think that only God could make thunder. Now when it was all said and done, John had drilled two seven-foot tunnels, one with each arm, and that steam engine man only had one. Nine feet to off fourteen, but when John's veins had cooled off, his body hardened up. Hart couldn't find enough room to keep beating against the anvil of his chest with only the strength of whisper. He motioned over to Polly Ann and said, The hammer crash was my first taste of God, the shatter of rock, proof that our hands gave us a choice. I'm sorry for what I had to do. Polly Ann kissed his cheek, watched his eyes drag backwards. Mr. George would step over his body, pull out his purse and say, well, machine's still for sale, Tommy, unless you've got another monster like John Henry just lying around. Well, Polly Ann leapt up screaming, Listen here, Mr. Business Suit, Mr. Fabric Arms and Shiny Fingernails. Last I checked, I got hands, just like John Henry had hands, just like every man or woman here got hands, and ain't no steam engine to brew a storm like the fury pouring out of these palms. And with one arm, she swung that 20-pound hammer over her head and slammed the back straight into that track. Good as any man, blue dress whipping in the hurricane wind of her hips, Latin pouring out of her pupils. Mr. George just stared right back, silent, like he could smell the rain coming. <laughs> That's kind of a pretty good example of a slice of life poem, you know, taking a moment like that, some, an event, something that happened, and to be able to recreate it in a way that we can feel it. So if you guys are a spoken word artist and you have a recording you would like me to play on the air, you can send those to me. The word that is in the email title, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. Shoot me over a message. Add your thing, add your your track on there, MP, uh, MP3 format would be awesome. Put subject in the subject line, something you know along the lines of audio recording, and we can get those uploaded to the show's library and be able to play them for the world. And how awesome would that be? All right, once again, the piece we just played was Maxwell Kessler, the story of Big Ben Tunnel. Now, next... If you are on hold, this is what you can expect. First of all, if you would like to call in, once again, the number is 646-595-3965. 
That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in and share and read with us tonight. If you are on hold, know that we do take callers in the order that you call in, such as 731 is our first caller tonight. So listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. That's so important, you guys. It's really important that your name's attached to your work, first of all. And second of all, it's really important that people know who's reading. Okay, when you don't do that, then I get a whole bunch of messages asking, you know, who's reading, who's reading, who's reading, and then I don't get to pay as much attention to you reading and listening, and then I've got to, you know, that's just not a good idea. So please, please be courteous and, and tell everyone who you are when you read. The next thing is right now you can do two pieces if you'd like to share two pieces with us tonight. If the phone lines get too busy, then we may have to switch that back to just one. And if that happens, I will let you know. But right now, you're good for two. All right, two normal poems or one long one if you'd like. And then when you're done reading, please make sure that you have your URL. It's real important that people know how to come find you, network with you. You know, if you inspire somebody and they really like your piece, you want to make sure that they know how to, to you know, get a hold of you, read some more of your work. And then remember, please, that we have a mature rating. That means absolutely anything goes with the exception of hardcore erotica. No bumping body part, no tab A and a slap B. You guys know what I'm talking about. Other than that, you are good to go. I'm going to go ahead and give the first three callers. We have area code 731-903 and 504. You are going to be our first three callers tonight in the lineup. I do want to let area code 757 876 and 585 know that you guys are not in the lineup i do see you on the board if you'd like to come on and talk with us please press one on your phone that will alert me that you want to be in the queue and you want me to unmute you if you're here just listening appreciate you being here thank you i hope you enjoy the show tonight and if you change your mind at any time 757-876 and 585 if you change your mind at any time press one and that will go ahead and put you in the lineup at that time appreciate you guys being here once again, the number to call in is 656 or 646-595-3965. I remember when I did that one time and I gave up my phone number and the phone just started ringing. It's like, oh, my God, what did I do? So 646-595-3965 is the number to call in and share tonight. Without further ado, let's go ahead and bring on Michael731. You are on the air. Hello, Michael Pride calling from West Tennessee. I can listen to you recite numbers all night and be happy. <laughs> As I stumble over them. <laughs> no, you have such enthusiasm. Oh, I, I get happy with numbers. I get happy when I get numbers right is what happens. Okay. So it's good to hear poems. from you, my dear. I have two poems for you tonight. I have a poem from Don Lease and I have a poem from Michael Todd. I think that is a great idea. Let me ask you something before you get started, though, just so I know. When you call Please. into the show, all right, when you call into the show and you're on hold and you're waiting, do you sit there at your phone or are you out wandering around somewhere? 72.3% uh, of the time I'm sitting glued to my chair, uh, almost afraid to move because I've got the chair in such a place that it won't squeak or rock. And uh, I've got something to drink in case I get, you know, crazy. So I'm kind of locked in. And other times uh, I'm, I'm having to run around the store because I'm always calling in from work. And uh, 
I may hear a noise, somebody's breaking in, and I've got to go fight them, or or uh, maybe I hear water dripping somewhere, and it drives me insane. So I'm out of <laughs> most, most of the time, okay. I'm, I'm pretty much locked in. Okay, because I'm having, like, horrible issues with my setup here right now. And so yeah. I, the last couple of weeks, I've tried to unmute you and see if you could hear me, but you've never replied. So I was assuming that you haven't. And so I've been having to do things differently to get set up, and that's what caused the issues. So if you aren't hearing me then and you're there, then that tells me that it's that's okay. That's what I needed to know. Thank you. <laughs> I'm done now. Okay. All right. <laughs> So you're going to read a piece by Don Lees. You shared her with us last, was it last week? Last week and a couple of weeks before and a couple of weeks before. I'm kind, mm-hmm. of, I'm kind of caught up with her right now. She's got my attention. I, do you think it's bad now? Wait till I get her book. Take something when you go. It's supposed to arrive next week. I finally found a copy. Teresa found one for me. So, you know, right now I'm skating around the Internet. Like tonight I'm going to read a poem that was found. Found. It was posted on wordfountain.net. She had three on there. I'm going to read one called, uh, let's see which one. I think I'll read Time to Door. I asked her about that tonight. But it was a, it's about her and her sister. They're twins. She started out writing about the Minneapolis Skyway, the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. It ended up being about her and her sister, the twins. I've got. I've got nieces that are twins. For Teresa's got second cousins that are twins. My son got married and adopted twins. I mean, I've been around twins a long time, and they're 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 different. They're yeah, they're they're unusual. They they can like converse without speaking. So I'm not saying she can. I don't know. I've never really discussed it with her. She does have twin sister. Since I'm talking about her, I guess I'll pick and read hers first, huh? Yeah? Ready? <laughs> okay. Okay, it's called Timed Door, and it's subtitled Found Words and Phrase on the Minneapolis Skyway by Don Lees. These twin cities don't look exactly the same. Like you and your sister, her red hair to your brown. She speaks with her right hand. You always go left. Her scientific logic questions your emotional language. She seeks wide fields, corn stalks sway. Her husband saves the hen house from foxes roaming the night. You want stacked vertical living in 1 a.m. conversations in a standing room only bar. Sun rising over steel. Stop there. Choose your wings carefully and tell her to do the same. No need for separate exits. You will fly together to the Mississippi River of your childhood, far south from here, where you splashed each other, ran away, then toward one another, knowing your parallel paths will somehow cross on this skyway, a labyrinth connecting the past to the present, a sanctuary where you both. You breathe in tandem like these cities no matter how many miles are between you. You know she knows where one ends and the other begins, even as the sky fills with snow. End poem. I love that. It reminds me of when Leela and I were writing together, you know, how you can be a world apart.
apart and a world of differences, but you're both, you speak, this, you know, just like you said, you speak the same language. You know, there's there's this secret understanding. I, I just think that was beautiful. It really made me miss my sister. Well, you and your sister used to write a lot of neat stuff together and about each other. Miss her, miss her, miss her. Yep. So I'm glad. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I've actually been working on some stuff that her and I have written together lately. And so that that was very, very serendipitous, serendipitous that you uh, you shared that tonight. Wow, serendipitous. That was That is amazing that you use that word because, I don't know, just is. It crossed my <laughs> mind earlier this week. That's why. Wow. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Moving on. Going from uh, me being such a nice guy, this, I'm writing here, so this one right here is, uh, this was really a big poem for me. Um, it was a big time in my life because I was being my typical jerk self. And I'm writing this poem. I was writing it for Swan New Love. She really had a thing for a nice man. Uh, so many girls that I know in the poetry world have a thing for a nice man. I never understood it, but who am I to say? Anyway, as I'm writing this poem, one stance at a time, I'm talking to Laney, and I'm sending it to her. And I'm partway through, she, uh, she says, you know, this could mean a lot to her. She could really enjoy this. Why do you want to ruin it for her? Could you just be a little nicer for once? And that really struck me. I mean, I didn't get nice or anything, but I remember that she said it. And, and that's always been in the back of my mind, be a little nicer. I'm going to write a poem about that one day when I finally, when I finally give up on myself. <laughs> okay, <laughs> ready? Mm-hmm. By the way, I did do enough research on, on the nice men to know that the things that mattered to her were dreams and love and aging death, say it like it's one word, and finally relationships, okay? So here we go. Sleeping with Anias. Dreams. Perchance to dream, I often wonder what might be the end result. Would I be like a kid in a candy store? or act like an adult, to transcend reality through imaginary images as I lie in state, I tend to see things as they really are. I simply cannot relate. Am I redundant? Love. No rule is firm, but seems to me great loves evolve with friends. They say nothing lasts forever. I contend true love transcends. Don't confuse love with life, that which happens as we make plans, overlooking what you can't control in the palms of your hands. Do I repeat myself? Age and death. Apprehension of impending onslaught of age I can take in stride. Granted, love will diminish the sentience. Allow, the water is wide. I have no fear of death. The thought of dying holds no appeal. Postpone the inevitable, lay all the cards on the table and deal. Do I say the same things over and over? Relationships. If I go to sleep with you and my thoughts and awaken to the same, is that not better than a dream for affording reality's acclaim? 
I cannot imagine the reality of you could be trumped by surmise. Lighten up, baby. Take it for what it's worth. Word from the wise. I cannot say it any plainer than that. End poem. <laughs> that was phenomenal. Written in true Michael style. C- cynical. <laughs> No, just this, this, I, and I've told you that before about your writing, just this magic, magical, magical, masterful, esoteric way you have of writing. Anyone can listen to that poem, and it is amazing. But I know that there are people who could listen to that poem, and it's going to mean something completely different to them because they are going to recognize the things you've hidden inside it. It's called being sneaky. It's called being creative And being phenomenal I'm really glad that You know usually when you come on You don't read to And you You know usually share someone else So I really appreciate it That you did both tonight That made me very happy Thank you You have no idea You're more than welcome I'm I'm wiggling (laughs) (laughs) I have a poem called Wiggle It You don't want me to read that on you Maybe I'll do a special show on an off night just so you can. Oh, God. Okay. All right. Time for me to bow out. Tell everyone how to find you. Uh, You can find me. God, I don't know where I am. I really lost my train of thought. Um, I'm not there. Uh, I give up. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Go to Nala's page. I'll be somewhere hanging out around there. Go to Don Lisa's page. Seriously. <laughs> go to the go to dot com. That's where I hang out. Hey, really. will you do me a favor and post um, Don's page on my page? Her links. It's already there. I posted one, but I can't find her on Facebook. I posted her. Her professional website. I cannot find her on Facebook anywhere. Well, I will be more than happy to do that for you. I'll do that. You are my hero. Well, God bless you. Thank you very much. I put a, <laughs> Thank I put you, a, Michael. I put a writing page on your on your Facebook page, and I'll I'll send you a message for her uh, personal page. Y'all should be friends. Perfect. Perfect. Thank okay. you, sweetheart. All right, you know what time it is now. I do. It's time for Michael to step aside and make room for the real poets. I'll rock it back. All right. Love you, hon. We'll talk to you soon, sweetheart. Okay. Thank you, Michael. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 903. 903, you're on the air. Hi, Nyla. This is Bessie Hobbs again, two weeks in a row. I know. This is awesome. How you doing, sweetheart? <laughs> I am doing well, sitting outside enjoying this cooler weather that we have. What part of the country are you in? Texas. Texas. Wow. Yeah. Last week was over 100 degrees with the heat index almost all week. It's a lot cooler this week. You know, I used to, I don't know if I told you this last time I talked to you, but I used to live in Houston. 
And I remember we used to go right across the border into Louisiana and buy 50-pound boxes of crawfish and come home and do boils and go crabbing down in Galveston Bay. And But, I mean, it was hot there, but it was amazing. And there was this over on – I lived in Houston, over on Highway – Five, I think it was, the Bear Creek area, there was a little restaurant I used to go to all the time named Thibodeau's that had alligator tail, and it was like little, was little chunks, kind of like chicken nuggets would be. Oh, my God, it was so good. I miss that. I miss yeah. the food of Texas. Yeah, they, we, yeah, there's some amazing food here. The, mm-hmm. um, the, Mexi- the Mexican food is to die for. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, it's authentic. It's just, it's wonderful. Yummy, but. yummy. See, this come, the show comes on right during my dinner time, and so I'm, you know, this, and it's three hours long. So I'm sitting here, I'm normally starving. So I try to remember to bring something quiet that I can eat, so you guys can't hear me, <laughs> just in case my stomach starts growling. <laughs> but now I'm hungry. I want alligator tail really, really bad, or street tacos. It's good. Yum. It is good. <laughs> hmm So what did you bring us tonight, my darling? Well, I have two for you tonight. Um, one one would be my slice of life. Um, it's a political and view, so it may be a little divisive. Um, but and then the other one is um, it's called "Where Are Our Children Going?" Um, and so I think I think I'm going to start with that one, and then we'll conclude with the other one. Okay, start when you're ready. Okay. Where are our children going? Stolen on the streets from the arms of their mothers, taken in the night from the protection of their fathers, sold in the underground for your delusional obsessions, playing games with their minds and faces void of expressions, forcing children to do things that adults never mention, stealing their innocence with the worst, most intentions, leaving babies curled in a ball crying on a cot, wondering what they did wrong in order to be forgot, forgetting the faces of the parents that they loved, closing their eyes to the ones towering above, silencing their screams from the pain they are sick of, searching for the sun that was stolen by the night, pleasing their tormentors just to survive, pleading with God to please in their plight because the pain that they feel has no end in sight. We've turned a blind eye to children that are vanishing. It's time to come together and stop child trafficking. Wow. That was awesome. That was absolutely awesome. As I I heard some stories this week that just really kinda kinda got to me, so that that was the result. You know, it's crazy how long that stuff like that has been going on in history, and it's just, it's just insane. It's absolutely insane. It's terrible. You know, and it happens all over the world. And how do you end it? I mean, but anyway, um, this next piece comes from being on Twitter a little too much. <laughs> Twitter is really an ugly place to be sometimes. <laughs> so I'm I'm conservative, extremely conservative, and so you get a lot of hate thrown at you. <laughs> anyway, this is called Inclusive Yet Excluded. 
You believe that you are morally superior while killing unborn children, spewing hatred towards anyone who differs from your point of view. You said I was a Nazi when I believed in legal immigration because we have laws that should be followed for the safety of our country. You tell me that I'm wrong for standing for a song that represents us all in a country we belong. You call me a white supremacist for believing all lives matter and a world where people killing people is becoming a norm that's accepted. You tell me that I sin against the God that I believe in when I preach free speech and freedom from oppression. You said that I'm evil for standing for the second that is there for our protection, keeping us free from suppression. You say that I hate America because I don't buy into your hysteria about a president you won't listen to. You say I'm for police brutality when we need their assistance to keep us safe from the violence you condone. I'm pro-free speech, yet you try to silence me. I'm for smaller government, and you try to grow it. I'm for working for what you have while you believe in being victims and handing out assistance instead of teaching accountability. I'm pro-religious freedom while you keep erasing God from our founding because you don't believe. I think parents should choose where their child is schooled while you force them to attend schools that don't educate. I believe we all are all one race, the human race, while you believe in division of one from another. You say you are inclusive, yet I am excluded because I vote conservative, and that doesn't fit your narrative. End piece. You know, the thing that makes the human race amazing is that each of us are truly unique. Right. You know, and somebody doesn't have to believe the way I do. They don't have to think the way I do. You know, it, it's the difference in ideas. It's all, I believe very truly in the fact that it, it's he said, she said, and the truth lies in the middle. Exactly. You know, so yeah, I, what I, you I've believe isn't that. the truth. What I believe isn't the truth. But we we put our two truths together. If we find that common ground, then we're going to find the path that works. And by not listening to each other, if we don't listen, at least have an open mind and be willing to question things, you know, question you, question ourselves, question our, you know, and but do it with an open mind in a way and the goal to grow. I think that it's a mistake that we don't do that, you know, because my opinions, the things that we are taught are the things that we are, I mean, before Internet and all of that, our children grew up carbon copies of us. They believed the values of the parent because that's what they were taught to believe. That is their truth. Right. You know, we're lucky in an inform, in a generation of information where we have, we can go out and search for our, our own truths to find out, you know, to question, to look up things, to, you know, find what we believe in. It really surprises me and amazes me that there's not more of that, that there's still people who will blindly follow without finding their own truth because it's so much easier to sell your soul for government cheese. Right. And, you know, it's, my parents were were staunch Democrats. And, um, you know, and I was too when I first, when I first voted. I voted along party lines. I was a Democrat, you know. But it's just over time, things in my life change. The way I view things change. And, mm-hmm. um, and so I, I've came to my point of view. And then then to be insulted and called names that absolutely have nothing to do with me, 
for instance, I get called racist all the time. I am the mother to a mixed child. Do not call me racist. Mm-hmm. That would set me off quicker than anything. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what like, you're saying, yeah. Like, no, you do not know me. Don't don't insult me. Don't insult my intelligence and don't call me names. So anyway, that's, that's where that piece came from. I am... I stated my point of view about something, and somebody came back and started calling me all kinds of names, and I was like, "Whoa!" You know, it's just it just comes from the ugliness in politics yeah. nowadays. So yeah, but awesome read, my anyway. dear. Well, thank you, thank you. Um, you are very I, welcome. People can find me on Facebook at Buffy Hobbs or at Buffy's Words to Ponder on Facebook. Um, that's really about it. I've got some other pages that I'm at, but I'm not real active on them. So, um, but other than that, okay. Awesome. Well, I I'm, this two weeks in a row, I'm getting to be a little spoiled. Are we going to go for three next week? If I if I write something, I. Fi- it's weird because I find the time that I find to write is when I'm at work because that's when it's quiet and when I'm walking through empty buildings and stuff. So if I have time to put down part of what my thoughts are in between driving to my next place, then I write it down. But some weeks it's so hectic that I just I don't have time to, to get it down. I, I, I'm writing the poem in my head. but by time Remember, I you've got a whole writing, lifetime of poems we've never heard. So it doesn't yeah. have to be a new piece that you read. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I, I do have a book getting ready to come out. <laughs> that's good to I know. Yeah, let us know how that's going too. Yeah, I will. All right, um, my sweet. Well, thank you. You have a wonderful evening. You too, hon. We'll hopefully talk to you next week. <laughs> okay. Bye. Right. Bye. Bye. All right. I'm going to go ahead and give our next three callers. 504 is up next. Then we have 219 and 815. So 504, are you with us? Hi. Yes, I'm here. How are you? Hello. How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, oh, um, I was surprised. I didn't know that you came and get crawfish and enjoyed Alligator at a restaurant named Thibodeau's, you know. Mm, that's alligator a, tail, yum. That's my people. It is your people. Um, I um, I'm afraid I gotta um, I gotta let Mike down because you know I'm not the poet that comes people poet that comes after him, and um, and um. I guess I, the piece I have is going to be divisive too, but you know it was meant to be. So we we look and and see and sing about it. That's what we do, huh? So um, let me give it a go. I guess um, it, this one's called Captain America's Portland. The hand-beating Chris David stand, trust that hand, scourged Jesus, struck John Lewis off the bridge in Selma, jailed Mandela, flailed batons on Gandhi, 
pulled Einsatz Group and Luger, Luger Triggers, sold mass graves in Krakow, Kosovo, and Congo. Rohingya Kurds and Uyghurs longed to join the throngs in Hong Kong streets. That hand snatched babes from mother's arms who braved the Rio Grande for concentration camps. The lamp of Lady Liberty crashed, doused in copper tear alarms. That hand pulled lanyards at wounded knee, lit clucks across his radiant hurt, blazed white mates right across the night by Jackson's whip crack, slaughtered creek, put a musket ball in Christmas attics, locked the Cadiana's men in churches, red torch lurch, where families scattered, countless captured souls made waste, graced grandiosity, cotton kings preened, Gleamed rights of superiority as curiosity of strange fruit hung in roadside trees, Richmond to Galveston to New Orleans, like George Floyd gasping, I can't breathe. Hate makes haste, cloaks its unholy sea by the self-righteous hands, authority, horns of plenty ruins between 2020 and 1619, ghosts arms seated with erased dreams. He seeds that armored beast believes insolence equals blasphemy, that heart lust for the call to six, a redwood grad of Annapolis, hand broken by a petty bitch's switch. Like masses planted congressmen, their passe worlds in human sins to wall their ever shrinking wounds. Let money buy their stay with pens. For slavers, they raise monuments, sing fabled lies in coolest tunes when downtrodden chances bloom. The beast will beat and bomb and curse while earth corrects and freedom flares. Evolution stomps ahead. Our mixed mother world's homogenous, our human race to oneness bred. Anti-fascist autophagic floods bear tsunami swells as lines are set. Swallow viral confederates passed in camel urine streams on dust-red lines. Red rains, blue bursts, white bubbles in indifferent skies on soils enriched by the blessed rotten. Primitive man, you be forgotten. Grandchildren, Afro, Latino, Filipino, or boiler makers of blood blast here. We are the world. The world is here. End poem. We are the world. The world is here. That is amazing. You know, how long have I been in love with you? How long have I been, like, your biggest groupie in the world? Mm, yesterday? <laughs> Who told you? <laughs> No, long, 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 long time, you know. And you, you have you're you're a natural, one of the most unique, natural-born, amazing storytellers. You know, whether you're writing a poem or whether you're writing a story or whether it's one of your songs. Well, thank you very much. You always know how to melt me like that. So, I still um, want to work with you, you on know, putting one of my poems to music. By the way. Oh, of course. Just let me know. Um, I'd be glad to get on whatever whatever you send. We um, or let give me some 
give me some options or if you have a few that are um you know maybe I'll send um you some read out yeah yeah and you can do and my and my only stipulation on them is that you can rip them apart, rework them, rewrite them, do whatever you want to do to creatively turn them into a song. I'm not one of those people that's going to get upset if you mix up her words. It's it's all um it's all about like that. If you want it to be a poem with music or do you, or if you want it to be a song, I want um, you to turn it into a song. So you can cut things out, you can re-piece them together, whatever you want. Put it in a bag, shake it up, and make it whatever you want. Well, we'll, we'll do it together. So, you know, we, we, we both know where we're going. So <laughs> it's the best, that's the best collaboration, you know. It's, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing. <laughs> love you so much, and, uh, sweetheart. All right, Tell everyone who you are you. and how they can find you. Yeah, I'm uh, Dwayne St. Romain Moon Cookie. Um, yeah, I haven't really been posting much at all. Every so often, I'll let a little something out. But um, you know, you can find me at, on Facebook, uh, Moon Cookie, if you're looking for something. And, um, and so, um, yeah, that's it. And, and I, I hope everybody else um, gets the read they want, and everybody else can can get something from it too. Did you want to read two tonight? Um. I can if you have time. I can read another one. We have time. You, you're more than welcome to oh, read okay. too. All right. Um, this one's for something completely different. Um, all right. This one's called Helpless. Faith is a wet, slick blade, a glass lifeline. I watch you slip. Flails to no avail, fade. The deluge grapples, watershed, or fog sop precipice, invisible from here forever, where I would trade this ground for nothing you reach to. I couldn't say farewell or pitch a ring of hope you'd never know. No, no magic fetches restitution. Out of questions rest no measure of a relief. My dreams of you settle in ghost estates. Harmony crackles in smoky chokes on wheezes. Leases lapse on memories unseated. For in this moment, every nuance beats. Me, lest no nerve escape unfrayed. So spasm grips the gut and ring. Me dry, I watched you drown. Prayed in drunken fits. My bargains flung on echoes off the empty waste of fate. I never loved, afraid, acceptance. My confessions shed on quiet closets. My blessings never dressed you, ever counted there. My desolate promise bears thin threads of envy, wearing impotence, lonely. That's important. Absolutely wonderful. Just make words dance at your whim. You know, I always say I just listen and just write down what they say, so I can't <laughs> I can't really take credit for it. I love the but voices the, you in know, your head. Maybe we ha- maybe we get blessed with time, we get a little craft though, huh? <laughs> All right, baby. Tell everyone once again All your right. Facebook page. 
yeah, come. It's Moon Cookie. Y'all, y'all can send me um, friends requests or whatever, and I'll be glad to do what I can do to to help promote you. I always say, please, please never let me miss a chance to help. So, all right, sending angels to all of y'all. Um, love y'all much. Y'all have a great night. Love you too, sweetheart. We'll talk to you soon, honey. Bye bye. <laughs> bye bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 219. 219, you're on the air. Yeah, now how you doing? This is Brother O on the line from East Chicago, Indiana. My bro O, how are you, my sweetheart? I'm fine. How you doing? Absolutely wonderful. It's good to hear from you. You sound really good. Oh, thank you. You're very welcome. You must be feeling well. Hey, thanks. I appreciate it. So what did you bring us tonight, darling? I have this poem called Being Taken Off the Single Margin in God's Time. My dear brothers and sisters, being single in the 21st century is a challenge because of the current dating climate and the coronavirus pandemic that's going on in America. As much as I desire to be taken off the single market and be involved in a long-term relationship or get married in my middle 40s, I'm operating according to God's timing. My dating philosophy today Explore all my options. Get to know a woman as a friend first. Go out on several dates before you pursue an intimate relationship or take my time and pursue the woman instead of her pursuing me. And performing a complete background check and a thorough investigation of her before I even think about going to a relationship. I have to make sure that my bases are covered. My dear brothers and sisters, God's time is always perfect timing. I know that you have to endure a season of loneliness and feeling hot and bothered. And not having someone to color with you, I'll be a king and queen who come to you when you least expect it. And trust and believe me, it'll most definitely be worth the wait. Now, while you're waiting on your king and queen to come and join you upon the throne, remind yourself that you're on the season of preparation. Keep right on being yourself and don't ever change to me anyone's standards. Write down what you want in a man or woman and pray about it. Continue to focus on what you have to offer instead of comparing yourself to another brother or sister. Don't be so anxious to jump into a relationship or catch someone to rebound. Keep up your appearance. Maximize your strengths and minimize your weaknesses. Meditate. On the scriptures that focus on holding on to God's promises while waiting on Him to answer your prayers. And make sure that you make the right decisions and choices as to who chooses to be a boyfriend or girlfriend. And and remember this choose someone who is not only good to you, but good for you. In poem. Choose someone that would, you know, it's really funny, you know, most more peop, most people put more thought into their grocery list than they do their spouse. So some really right. good advice there. 
I, I I learned that the hard way. I was I was attracted to people who were not so good for me for a long time, and then I yeah. stopped and thought, you know, what is it that I really want? And you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't a king, it wasn't a queen, it wasn't a prince, it was the court jester. That's what I want. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's court what I'm jester. looking for. I see. All right, sweetheart. Do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can find you, Brother O. Uh, to those of you who who uh, don't know, don't want those of you who would uh, listen to find me, I can be found on Facebook on Omar Brother O. Gatton. And uh, I have a lot of things, a lot of things going on right now, a lot of things coming up. So stand with me on Facebook. Check out my page. Got a lot of good stuff on it, and uh, it's always thank you for your support every week. Easy, easy, cafe. You're very welcome, sweetheart. You're an important part of our family, and we appreciate you being here. I appreciate it. Thanks. <laughs> thank you, brother. Oh, we'll talk to you next week. I'll be back. Awesome. All right. Bye, sweetie. Take care. All righty. Our next caller comes from area code 815. 815, you are on the air. Hello and happy Thursday. It's Friday Eve, Nyla. It's Jim Storm. <laughs> How you doing, sissy? It's good to hear from I'm you. Good. Yeah, I had to promote because you said you were having a complication with inviting folks to the show, so you know what I do. Oh, I know. You're awesome. I appreciate it so much. Thank <laughs> you, thank you, thank I you. Yeah, it wouldn't let me send out anything tonight. I don't know what's going on with uh, you know. If, some, if the first one that tells me that that Mercury's in retrograde, though, I'm going to poke him in the nose. I'm just telling you. Oh God! <laughs> right, right. So, what's going on with you? How are you? I'm good. Um, we actually we had there. People were saying they saw funnel clouds and that there were some tornadoes that touched down, but that was a week ago Monday, and so we didn't have power for. A little more than 48 hours, and we didn't lose any groceries or anything. We're really good at that. Um, So we were really proactive, and everything worked out. We were able to charge our devices and eat with family, and then the next day, even though it was hot, it wasn't at night. So without lights, we were still okay, With even without a fan, definitely no AC. But we survived it, and my thought is just the thing. Don't kill you, make you stronger. So here I am, stronger than ever. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) See, to hey, me, that I just sounds like a it. really fun adventure. Put a positive spin on it. I, absolutely. We have battery-operated lanterns and uh, flashlights that are solar. They have solar panels as well as they can be filled with water, which I think is amazing. Um, we kept our deep a barbecue in the backyard. You got it. We took things out of the fridge that we were afraid that might go bad mm-hmm. over the next couple of days. They were telling us when the lights went out on Monday that we wouldn't have our electricity back till Saturday. I'm thanking God that they came back on Wednesday night. So, like I said, we didn't lose anything. And anything that I was, great. I felt was in jeopardy, I cooked. So, <laughs> thank God I can cook. <laughs> we have a gas Yeah, my dog would have been real happy commission. in that situation. So, hold on. My mom says, oh, we're just going to go old school. I said, yeah, we're going to do this little house on the prairie. Let me strike a match and then light the stove, use the candles to cook, do it during the day, and then leave at night and we'll be fine. And we were. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. 
Absolutely. Sounds, no sounds like a slice of life poem in the in the waiting for to me. Sure, sure. Look, and my thought is this: if it gets better, then I know what happens. If it gets worse, then I know what we're going to do because we will survive. I look. I used to watch Little House on the Prairie. I know that there are ways to do things when you don't have electricity or running water. <laughs> that is one of my favorite shows in the whole world. I, you oh know, I, I, I am, I am not afraid it. to admit how many times I have actually cried to that show. I say it's old school. If you go back to the basics, you'll never forget where you're going or how you're going to get there because you've been there previously. Just use your memory and you'll find your way back. Mhm. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, I don't know what I want to do tonight. Um, let's see. Oh, 2020's been horrible. Um, I have a cousin who was in a really bad car accident two weeks ago. She survived, but her car did not. And two months ago to the day, she lost her grandfather. And then this week, she lost her grandfather, and today was his goal, homegoing celebration. My mom was like, are you going to go to the wake or at least sign the book? No, I'm off and rolled out for 2020. So I'm going to do a piece about that. Okay. Uh, I'm going to call my piece morning. Morning. I've been hearing this all of 2020. Every time someone that I love, a poet or a family member has been a loss for me, people say that I can cry during the night, but in the morning there will be joy again. I believe them and you think that was right, but the reality of this, I just don't feel okay. I feel like I'm losing more people than I have in my life and I'm sad to say that 2020 has been amazingly awful for me and my family. I've been feeling like there was a black cloud over my head and it's following me. I don't actually believe that I'm going to be next, but I do know that I have an expiration day and no regrets. So I'm living my life to the best of my possibility and capability every single day. And the only thing that I worry about is that people will have to one day before 2020 ends, Attach a rest in peace when they're writing something for me on social media, and I'm just not ready for that, my friend. So I'm just going to live every day like it's my last, every second, every minute, every hour, every day. I'm going to mark off the days on my calendar like I do with a highlighter every single day. There were 366 years in this year because it was a leap year, and I'm just going to say 2020 can suck it every single day. For everybody who has gone, I pray that you rest in peace. And for all of those that are going through things and don't think that they can survive, have this as a refresher and a memory that we have a purpose in life, and if we're living it, we'll always be happy. I'm a poetess, and doing poetry is what makes me happy. So I'm living my purpose right now, and if God calls me home tomorrow, I have no regrets. I'm just so tired of saying rest in peace because I've been constantly mourned. I'm Gina Storm. Thank you for indulging me in peace. Thank you for blessing us. You're welcome. It has <laughs> been my privilege and honor. I'm just happy to be here. I'm just so tired of death. I mean, I know it's part of life, but my God, how many people can you lose? One of my um, friends, we went to middle school and high school together. He lost his mother this morning. Um, I'm friends with this entire family because when my Aunt Ruby died, that was also their aunt. So there are no degrees of separation between this friend and myself. His family is my family, and we're not just 
friends, we are just that. So if I have to attend another funeral this year, that will hopefully be my last one. But it's just been exhausting emotionally. So this is how I get through it. I have to freestyle so that I release it into the universe, and now I'm not holding on to it. Thank you, Nala. I appreciate the opportunity. You know I'll be back next week. <laughs> I do know. I appreciate you so much, and I'm so blessed to have you as, in my life and as part of our family here. Thank you. And Likewise. please give King's Cadence our love and let him know we're thinking of him. I will. I told him that I was going to be here killing it. He wasn't ready to bless a mic yet tonight. But you know me. I had to be one and done because I'm probably going to hit two more, three more mics before this Thursday is over. <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs> well, have fun, sweetheart. Okay. Absolutely. Thank you, ma'am. So, sis, if anybody shows up and say Gina Storm sent them, you know I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you, honey. Thank you. You're welcome. I love you, and I'll see you next week. Love you too, Gina. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller, I'm going to go ahead and give the next three callers so you kind of have a heads up. We have 510-216 and 984. So 510, you are on the air. Grace and peace, Miss Nyla. Hey, sweetheart, how are you? I am sniffling, hoping that it is not 19 and then just a simple cold or maybe pneumonia. Laugh, laugh, mm. laugh. Yeah. Yeah. How are you? I'm doing okay. I've been all sneezy for a week now. That got me scared too. But, you know. Well, I got out of the hospital last night at 4, mm. and they checked me while in the hospital for the, 19, and uh, I had a negative, and then I was awesome. told, well, that really doesn't mean anything because there are so many false negatives in this world that you never, never, never really know. And my... Yes, true. And, and, and my happiness sort of melted like hot cheese. Yeah, All I believe it. You're good. The You're good. Yeah, yeah. How's the um, responses to the, um, what do you call it, the first half hour, 45 minutes of the show, the uh, spur to when action? We do, when we do the exercises and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're getting a good response. Yeah, you're getting a good response. We are, yeah. Not everybody does them, but enough people do them, I think, that it makes it worthwhile putting the time and energy into it. And, uh, you know, it's really fun when I get an email and somebody, you know, they don't want to come on the air and read it, but, you know, they'll send me an email and say, hey, I did the assignment, read this, what do you think? And it's cool, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, that's good. That's good. That brings other rewards. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and those are personal. Um, the poem I'm going to read tonight, I've read before, but there are three word corrections in it. Um, so here we go. <clears throat> Come 
Abdul Ghaffar Khan for Tamim Ansari. I whisper that this Khan was a whisker in the beard of the Prophet. God bless his memory. Khan copied the Prophet's life of nonviolence, which the Prophet lived 1,400 years ago. Khan saw in cold stone Kaaba terms that all places shine in Mecca's crack of brilliance and the call to prayer's source hides in echoes like God's tear dropping into the ear of the practitioner. God is the all-merciful and the all-compassionate. The violent erect governments hidden in states while wearing clothes of belief which hide true intent. Doers of love do not say they do. Do not let those who say kill in hate become doers and not lying slayers. Submit to doing love for the rest of your nonviolent life. End poem. Absolutely phenomenal, sweetheart. Well, I'm sorry that is a repeat, but even three words can enforce meanings that you hope to get across. And correcting those three words were were um, mandatory. Um, this poem is about deep care and deep concern. Not love, because love in English means too many things. Mm-hmm. I can be found at Don as Alno, T A U N O, on Facebook. Or if you want to research me, call the FBI and ask for <laughs> participatory. A copy of my files. I'm sure <laughs> they give it to you. That was a joke. Good night. Good night, Don. Appreciate you so much, sweetheart. Thank you. Bye bye. Alrighty. Our next caller comes from area code two one six two one six. You were on the air. Oh. <laughs> hey, Mama. Hey, my darling. <laughs> I'm telling you, I am so. <laughs> I, I promoted the show today. Something told me I didn't even know you were having. Uh, Are we on speakerphone? Um, yes, I promoted the show today. I didn't even know you were having problems. Is that better? That is much better. And thank you very much okay. for doing that, Mama. No, I didn't even know that you were having problems. I'm just something just told me to do that. I didn't even know why. I said, why am I doing this? And she, she has a lot of people calling already. She doesn't need me doing all this. But I just kept doing it. And then I heard Gina say that's the reason why I was probably doing it, because I didn't, the spirit was telling me to do it. But the strange part about it is um, I fell asleep, and I didn't wake up to feel safe. I missed part of the show. So anyway, I'm here, and... Um, that's the good news. 
It so. is the good news. <laughs> so how are you feeling? I'm feeling really good. I'm tired. I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, I I'm I don't do good in in limbo and I've got so many things that I'm juggling right now. I'm still trying to figure out when I'm going to take my trip. I have my doctor's thing coming up where they're going to try to fix fix my jaw. So I'm kind your of scared jaw. about that cuz that yeah. What happened to your jaw? Um a, a couple of things I had it's not that big of a deal, but I had a, a boyfriend years and years and years ago break a kitchen chair on my face, and it broke my jaw, and he wouldn't take me to the hospital, and it didn't heal right. And then I was in a car accident more recently and hit my face on the steering wheel, and it messed it up again. And so um, because of that, when I talk now, my jaw kind of goes a little bit sideways, like when I say my S's and stuff, and it hurts. Right. And so... They're going to go in and try to fix that for me, and I'm kind of scared because I don't know how well I'm going to be able to talk after that. You know, so I'm trying to juggle all that in, and you know, go on my trip before I go in for that because I don't probably won't be going on any doing anything, and I really I really need to get out of the house and do something. I'm going kind of stir crazy. I've not done anything yet this summer, so yeah, yeah. Other than that, everything's awesome. <laughs> I'm I'm getting cabin fever. Oh, that's that's the good news is they they have they have worked in those injuries before, like uh, football players and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I do notice they have like they have little contraptions that they can put in there to make their jawbone, you know, work better. So mm-hmm. that you know it's, it's not like it's a new science right now. It has been done um, for many reasons before, but at this yeah. point. Um, I think and most people can't tell and unless I point it out to them they don't can't tell when they're looking at me and I'm talking and stuff unless they're they're like staring at my mouth um but I notice it and it, and it does hurt it yeah. does cause me some pain so right. I'm excited about it but at the same time you know I I talk no, that's what I do saying, so I'm scared I'm saying, <laughs> yeah the only thing I'm saying is that now it's not a new technology they have they yeah. they've kind of like upgraded it so that part you might be safer now than you were if it would have happened back when you first needed it done. So they might, like I'm saying. I'm afraid I'm going to wake up with no lower jaw and I'll have wooden teeth or something, you know. No, it won't be like that. <laughs> no. The technology has gotten better on that because of what I was telling you about all the different injuries to boxers and football players and uh-huh. athletes. They have, they have broken their jaws and jaw bones. They have done a lot of research on that, and so I'm saying that technology on that is probably better than it was. But the reason why you waited might be because you waited till it got better. It, it, it'll be fine with that. The depression part is just worrying about it, so just don't worry about it. We're going to pray over it, you know, and just give it up to God that you have the courage and the strength to do it because how many people would even go through it, you know? Scary, but uh, yeah. It's be so, would you bring us, my love? Um, I brought you a poem called "Good Morning," and it um, goes like this: I wake up crying. The birds are not flying. All kinds of strangeness from the sun that once sustained us. When I first took them. People were drowsy. Good morning, new day. I said, I'm not here for a post-like 
jokes for comic relief. Poets downplayed my message and my beliefs. God, I gave you my soul to keep. In 2011, when I first hit the scene, much could have been avoided then. When I came, I came in straight shooting, exposing malfeasance in their lousy schemes. 2016, we constantly are afraid of dying pertaining to Putin and all the looting. Now we are all waking up crying about who's on the take. Once again, I lie me down to sleep. That is, if we even dare to wake. Children of the 50s speak. In peace. Wow. That was amazing, Mama. Thank you. You're very welcome. And so, um, are we still going to pieces or you got a lot of people? Oh, please, yes. This one's called Words Specifically. Collecting words has resulted into a lifetime of gathering. Now I am choosing which words to send you. I send you choice words on special days and specific words on chosen days. I share words that are specific to the cause or for a special occasion. Ruling words, boss words, succinct and specific. Comical words, healing or forgiving words. When hungry, I feed you with my words. I add spice. Some call them explicit. My words are a collection of selections. Choice words. For all occasions When I am speaking One or more Of my words may offend Or diss you But not really Words Should not be apologetic Because you should Also know they are Subject to interpretation Even the truth can be told With a slant what I may say may be a rant. Like when I have to explain to Lanes the reason that all lives and black lives matter is not the same. There are degrees of lame, and some are so far gone you can't even begin to explain where to start, where to start. My thoughts may not always be calibrated to represent exactly what I meant. The words used to establish a thought or a concept may not be what you understand it to represent. I am not of this establishment. 
It's his eye attempting, but not always bringing forth a meeting of the mind. Getting understanding is another human feat. Communicating for another being to receive you is a feat. Most minds are out of reach. Getting through to them is like a security breach. Wow. How certain words make you feel is felt by your subliminal choice. Once I am involved, it's a mystery to solve. How you apply them to your words, to your wounds, how you apply your words to your wounds is your call. All depends on their appeal to your ears. You can retreat or feel defeated. You may feel these words need be repeated. Or just ignore them. That's not my fault. Somehow those particular words struck you peculiar, did not suit you, yet you suited up and wore them, walked around all day, feeling some kind of way until they felt familiar and eventually you owned them. Wearing wonton words, these words that did not suit you, did not fit you, but you wore them anyway and somehow that's not my fault. Maybe you were thinking they were food for thought before contemplating. You ate them up. You devoured those words those crazy, spicy words that were sprinkled heavy-handedly over my sentences, like salt from a salt shaker. Sadly, only you could make the decision on how those words affected you. You chose to bond with those words. You claimed those to be your truth. Being willfully ignorant is not so blissful after all. No names were called. That means those words specifically spoke to you. So you knew. In peace. So you knew. Awesome ending. You always have really strong endings. That's that's definitely one of your one of your biggest strengths, I think, in your writing is a lot of times somebody will be writing about something really passionate, but, you know, by the time they get to the end, they kind of putter out of steam, and you never do. You always come with really rock-solid endings to your poems. Yes, thanks. Yes, thanks. Yes, thanks. Uh, someone did a, a review on it, and um, I was very, very impressed with the review that they did on it. I mean, uh, it's another poet from out of Kenya, but this is not even his first language. And um, I just was kind of impressed that someone, like like I said in the poem, where we're, we're writing, our objective is to reach another human being and uh, that they will understand what we're writing about and, you know, really get it. And uh, mm-hmm. with this review that I got here, which is posted on my page, you can read it. Um, I think that's a a really good segue into telling people how they find your page. Mm-hmm. Um, Vicky Aqua, Facebook. Um, also, I'm a poet that likes to um, go to poetry sites and drop my poems so 
I have a lot of poems on Poetry Soup, and that's a great site. And I have a lot of poems over there under Vicky Aqua, a.k.a. All Round Queen. All Round Queen with no, um, it's All Round Queen, not All Around Queen, All Round Queen. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. All right, Mama, great job. Love you so much. Me is such a loyal, such a for there for us. How can we not just love you? We just like don't want nothing to go wrong with you. We just want you to be all right and be happy, so you can continue being there for us. I know it's selfish, but hey, <laughs> that's okay. It's okay. I I get things from this that you guys have no idea. You know, it's, it's selfish for me to do this. You know, there has to be something in it for me. I wouldn't have done it this long. You know, yeah, I get to well. spend time with you guys, and, and that is like the coolest thing ever. You know, I get to watch you be inspired. I've got to watch you grow. I've got to watch you form relationships and be inspired by each other. And, you know, it, it's just amazing for me. I am so blessed to be a part of this with you guys. You are this. We are a part of you. So thank you so much for being here for us. And I just love Gina because Gina gets it. She knows how important you are to all of us. And I'm so glad that she makes sure that you know that. And I want the rest of the poets to start making sure they let you know that, too. So, one love. And I'll talk to you soon. Love you, Mama. Thank you, honey. All right. Our next caller, you guys, comes from area code 984. 984, you are on the air. Hey, Nala. Hey, uh, can you do me a favor? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm awesome. How are you doing? I'm good. Can you do me a favor and just jot down on your notepad in front of you and bring me up a little light on it for after the next two callers, 984? Don't do me like you did me in Raleigh at Mellow no, no, no Mushroom. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, I, okay, I so take a couple callers ago. before you and then come back? Yeah, yeah, I'm in the middle of something. So. Okay, I can do that. All right. Appreciate you. All right, and we'll talk to you in a moment. All right, bye. Okay, so let's go ahead and grab. Let's England, and we will grab. I've got a caller that dropped too, so I've got to watch for their number to call back in. Make sure I get them on. That is important. So let's go ahead and bring on area code. I have two eight three two, so I'm bringing on eight three two, and the next number is four. The other one is eight three two two, but they are not in the lineup. So eight three two two, five eight five, and seven. Oh, seven five two is uh, seven seven five seven. If you want to come into the lineup, so we have five eight five and seven five seven. If you guys want to come onto the air, then press one. I don't know you want to come on. Okay. Let's go ahead and grab area code eight three two four. You are on the air. Hello. Hello. Hey, sweetheart. Hello. How are you? Nada. We love you. You're such <laughs> great. Just great. I'm just gonna follow after Vicky, Mama O, and say that you are the best. You're the best I've known for so many years. Uh, I've known you so long. Oh, this poetry you bring and the hosting that you do and 
the smacking of the snacks at the end uh, is so beautiful. <laughs> Just so I knew I knew you were going to bring up the snacks. I knew you were. I'm eating grapes tonight. Grapes are my quiet food. And I got some cheese, and I and I didn't have any bread, but I had a hot dog bun. So I got some cheese and a hot dog bun just in case the grapes get hard on my tummy. Yeah, that's my quiet oh. food for the night. Okay, well, I heard you talking about the crab ball and the the shrimp mm. ball and the crawfish ball, and uh, I was in Houston. For 20 years, and uh, I remember those balls with the corn and the potatoes and mm. the sausage and the, the the crawfish and with the the spicy red seasoning that they poured in there that made mm-hmm. everything taste so delicious. delicious. I'm really angry uh, with you right now. You know that, right? You're doing this on purpose. <laughs> I think I just drool, drooled on my keyboard. I'm really glad that this is radio and not TV. <laughs> Uh, you remember you just open up the the the, uh, the crawfish and you break them open and you suck the juices out and they're, they're just they're so spicy you have to have a drink after. Oh, I know sucking the brains. It. I never did that. I have to tell you, they could. I, okay, I never well, sucked the brains. Mm-mm, I wasn't that brave. No. Well, you missed the best part, lady. You just missed the best part. You got to go back. That's down what everyone tells me. Yeah. That's what everyone yep. says, but I never did it. Nope. You have to do that. You have to do that, my dear. You have to do that. Uh, I don't want to take so much time on talking about uh, delicious food. So I'll get into my poetry. <laughs> Let's see. I, I can only do one or two. Or what, what do you want me to do? Do, do, which, do which now? Uh, do you want me to do one or two? I don't know what to do. You can do two. Okay. Okay, uh, I'll start with uh, a political one, because this is a political day, acceptance speeches and all that stuff. Um, <clears throat> let me clear my throat. The title of this poem is called Orange, Not Blue. Wait, 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 no, wait, oh, 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 no, no, fuck no, uh, blue, not orange, I sleep, no orange in it, too bright, too fucking bombastic, crown so fake, unrealistic, so most out of place, white sheets spin, Hot winds and viruses blow. Hates untethered, hopes tarred, feathered. Ships sails anew. This, these winds, this fucked up crew. Filled with such as those. Can we be great again? Supposed. Interviewed, who's lying? I say those. Of course, the course has changed. We live day to day. Orange plans, who can say? Witness the rebirth of the blues. 
Thanks for listening. <laughs> Who can say? Who indeed? And your second piece? Second piece. Okay. Let me see what I got. Oh, uh, can I do something about poets? Can I do something of course, about you can poets? Do whatever you want. Okay. I'm doing the crab ball, yeah. I'm doing crab ball. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, my second piece is called Poets. Where do poets come from? With their watchful eyes, a leaking hearts, damn the broken dams, flowing forevermore. The whispers on the paper are crumbled and stained, voices quiet with loud timbers, timbers, timbers in the forest, alone. Fallen leaves crushed like tin cans. The footfalls, however softly, still brings attention. I step away from that and look. Where do poets belong? To the silent wet rain? To the world's gone insane? Damn those fucking broken dams flowing constantly evermore. To the people poets bring a togetherness, a soft caress, a same cry, an eye to ear, to mind by. Spoken words ring true. I step forward and ask, where can one find a poet in the hearts that beat true? Watch for those busted dams flowing constantly, spiritually, violently. They're there. It could be you. Make the connection. Feel free what your heart whispers in the night by the brighter day. Take note of joy. Pain may be deeper. Quicker to stain paper both ways. It's a journey, I know, but your heart is there, and so is your mind. No path is complete without them. Poets travel light. Thank you all for listening. Poets travel light. That was awesome. That was a great line. The whole thing was great. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, (laughs) ma'am. You're welcome, sir. Tell everyone how they can have on you. Crab ball, crab ball with a coupon Mm -hmm. coming in the mail to you right now. Bam. You know, I had a girlfriend where once a week her and I would go to this Asian restaurant that had all-you-could-eat crab legs on their buffet on every Friday night. And her and I would go every Friday night and go out and just nom on some freaking crab legs. And her birthday was yesterday. And so I went online and I found all of the crab pictures I could find and put them into Photoshop (laughs) and turned them into coloring book pages. And for her birthday, I sent her a virtual printable crab coloring book. So it's really funny you're teasing about this today because, yeah, she would appreciate that. Yes, she would. Too bad (laughs) she couldn't taste them. Too bad she couldn't taste them. My name is... 
Charles C.B. Banks, but you can find me on Facebook, uh, S-E-A-B-E-C-B, that's me. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, Thank Charles. You. Love you, hon. Great job tonight, sweetheart. I love you, too. You're doing the best. Take care of Bye, yourself. Bye, <laughs> I will. I Bye. promise. Okay. Bye, sweetie. I love that man. He is, he is my TNT, that is for sure. All right. So our next caller we are taking is going to be 832, and then we're going to go back up and get 984. So 8322, you are on the air. Hey, Nyla, how are you? Uma, how are you, sweetheart? I'm doing okay. It, it so looks like you and Charles C.B. Banks live pretty close together. You guys have the same telephone area code. Yeah, um, I yeah. I live in the same metro, at least that much I know. Um, hmm. One day perhaps, you know, who knows? We might uh, hear each other's poems sometime when we read, maybe in the public library, perhaps. I don't know. You could have passed each other in a grocery store and never known it. It's crazy. (laughs) That would be weird. (laughs) (laughs) I think you should just, both of you should start wearing a red carnation on your lapel just in case so you'll know. If you pass each other on the streets and you can give <laughs> a nod of recognition. Which of us who are coming here to speak on this little bit, we can say we are home poets of Nyla Alicia's Peak Easy Coffee. And we carry a red, whatever it is. <laughs> or I can just start making Speak Easy t shirts and you guys can all just run around in t shirts. Yeah, I like to have a bandana too. <laughs> All right, Uma, what did you bring us tonight, sweetheart? Because we took some leg bandanas. Okay. Okay, the poem, I didn't know what to call it, but finally I figured out it's a question. question is that what is humane? The poem is what is humane, and here it goes. I am beginning to write a poem. However... Each time I write a line, I go back to erase all, since the words are so superficial or they are so pathetic. In bringing forth what someone can, I am waiting to hear them gestures come out and tell us truly why they think the single guy who wanted to be one even though he was not caring for people, would say the horizon is bleeding orange before the darkness set or the golden rays break up the darkness as the dawn rays breaks into day just so he can. What he can. How many birds do I see each morning cry out and flee to seek their little ones food for the day, and those animals to find a little hay. I'm not sure there is anybody who can dare shout out and say, it's not okay to hurt people or their feelings. Things will not be ignored knowing that people suffer. 
I understand an eagle soars and finds its prey. It won't go on a spree to cleanse the life from other beings, as if it can eradicate all the snakes or the birds. It will not keep a heap of dead snakes or birds, hoping that they can be saved for future days. Their kids do not need the parents' bounties. Once they can grow up to be brave to hunt for themselves or their little ones and theirs. I saw a hard-working bee baby the other day. It was a busy and tiny bee as a dot until the third or fourth day. It drank so much honey that it grew bigger as a bee can be, being the hard worker that he is, that she be. And what big flowers even those were on a basil stalk with a hundred flowers, with a tender stalk that can hold the honey for the baby bee every day so fresh. Look around. We call ourselves, what? Why is that people hold it all and keep waiting to do anything good? When their life, who knows until how long, he will clear all the gloating, bloating, moating, molting, and populating those ones who are no more than living, walking, uncaring, breathing cargos. Where they are not sure where the heart, where where the heart is going, or know they can feel belonging. We all know, however is faking and poem that was beautiful Uma really it powerful message in that one what's that you. you just were referring to I was listening to the program and I was inspired to write something and I had to be a jester's reader to know what a jester would talk but I could not so I am what I am, and I'm still waiting for the gesture to come arrive and say. And make us glee. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. All right, my darling. Are you going to read two tonight, Uma? Two? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I can do that. Let me just go back and see. Meanwhile... I just need to go back, go back, go back into the file and see what I can dig out. Yes, I remember that one. Is this a poem? No, it's not a poem, but it will be one, which I'm sure is hiding around somewhere. Okay, let's do this. I'll read some old poem from one of my files from uh, one of my books, which is called, it's there on Kindle, and they call it A Few Poems from My Heart. It's a book on Kindle, available on Amazon. And I'm going to read a poem from there. 
which I'm sure I'm going to find one soon. Here it is. Open, open, open. It is called. <laughs> <laughs> it's called a dream. A dream, number sixteen poem in this. Last night I dreamt of you as I was doing my chores. I was wide awake and dreaming. You were sitting on a rocky terrain, having chai, overseeing the mountains at sunset. I see you there, looking at me with your handsome smile. I was walking around within the home, yet you were going all around me. Was there a moment I felt I did not feel your presence? As I was showering, the sudsy soapy water flowing on me was that you that bathed me with your strong arms around me. I was watching the TV, but look, I see you there. The anchor on the evening news is not even visible to me. I see you there going along, giving me an aerial view of the terrain, the rocks, mountains, and the camps. I see the people covered head to toe in dark overcoats, masks, their beautiful faces, dusty and with fine orange dirt, reflecting the beauty of earth. I see them holding fear in their eyes with angry looks from the spouses. They did not stop them from learning, speaking, or greeting anyone. Where is this world going, my friend? Won't you please put it right? Was it that the people want? What is it that the people want, I'm sorry? To tie the women as slaves in their kitchen and home, confining their moon? Is this the world civilized? Oh, wake up, my dear. There's a long way before this is all cleared. Stay strong like the golden eagle. Winds of freedom keep flowing. The world, my friend, is not a field of mercenaries or terrorists. Keep them off the bay. Make them pay their dues. Why leave young children, women, and old at the discretion of tyrant few who live on the weakness of the helpless and bring destruction to the world? I know until that day, I will wait for your return. Let's celebrate the sunshine during dusk or dawn. That's when we both share our thoughts and horizons. Have a great day or night this hour and pray for the freedom and love. End poem. Pray for the freedom. That was beautiful. That was a beautiful piece. I really loved that one. I love them all, but I really loved that one. Yeah, I have a feeling I must have read this before, but it keeps coming up. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic job, Uma. You need to tell everybody how they can come love on you. I am a home poet, one of the home poets, many home poets, who are who are encouraged and given growth in a field called Naila Alicia's Big Easy Cafe. And we sprout some seeds of freedom. I am that. Perfect. All right. Love you, Uma. Thank you so much. And you did a fantastic job tonight, sweetheart. Appreciate it, Naila. And we'll see you again soon. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Bye-bye, hon. Bye-bye. 
All right. 757, if you'd like to come on the air, please press 1. I still see you down there. Oh, you did press 1. Never mind. I see you. You're there. All right. We're going to go ahead and um we're going to go ahead and grab 984. Go back to 984. 984, are you with us? I am. Thank you. You're welcome. Was that enough that time? For me. Yeah, it was perfect. Absolutely perfect right down to the second. So <laughs> Talk awesome. about close calls. <laughs> yeah, I thought I, I was. I, I just had shit that I needed to get done real quick, and it, it was a, it was immediate and furious. So, you know, <laughs> one of those things that could be left undone. So, how have you been, Nyla? I've been awesome. It is really nice to be able to just kick back with you guys tonight and relax and share some time. I have to tell you, it's been a great night. All right, I'm going to get right into this, okay? okay? I got six cigarettes, maybe two shots of vodka left. If I take it slow, I might catch these words, catch a glimpse of tomorrow. With the $20 bill I found running through the rain, they make me do this at times when others are dreaming. Uncomfortably comfortable. The God that called upon me to do the thing I do best. We know how much we have made you pay, but our promise is still engraved in stone. Like I could give a fuck because that's the first lesson they taught me. Don't look forward, don't look back, relinquish it all. Now they're new as AI. Come and tell me it's not artificial, it's all. The world you live in with the people who think one side or the other, we're going to send you into places that are uninhabitable, make you sweat for every word we give you. Then when you think you got that, we're going to send you a woman or two or three, maybe more. See if we can break your spirit. See if we can cause a diversion. Stay true. Remember, the path isn't real. It never was. Now, back to AI. We're going to rain upon the party. Let you in on the secret. Get ready to go the distance. Intelligence is all-knowing. Try wrapping words around that, if you can. Maybe you can set beside us. If you can dodge the knife coming at you. If you can't, you've wasted our time. I got five cigarettes left, one shot of alcohol, and a wet $20 bill. Bring it. My name is Glenn Still. It's called AI. <laughs> I love it. Hey, are you reading two tonight, hon? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But I want to talk about this piece. I don't normally do that. But um, with all the pistol intelligence coming up, I've been kind of doing research on that, watching documentaries and stuff like that. And basically right now it's uh, robotics, you know, and stuff like that. But Elon Musk is doing this brain implant thing, you know. But Mm -hmm. um, um, And so I just caught this premonition one time that's like, you know, how can intelligence be artificial? We only think it's artificial because it's not our intelligence, but it's gaining intelligence by by the moment, by the second, because it's it's teaching itself, just like we do as human beings, right? So, mm-hmm. what if what if that's the next step to humanity? And what if we don't need bodies? And what if we, you know, what if the bodies we need are are genderless? And what if we have big eyes and big heads and you know little bodies and like you know like you know, you know like the greys, you know, and you know, so <laughs> it, it's a big wonderment, you know. It, Seriously, yes, because this stuff is not far off. It's it's very very close, and um, you know 
I could go into a lot of a lot of happenstances, which would sound conspiratorial. But um, next door, man. So, um, but that's the reason why I wrote the poem is because, you know, there's going to be some, um, there's going to be some people that have been able to glean into this and, and kind of like, uh, you know, get a glimpse of it. And they might, you know, even myself, for example, you know, as much as I know about artificial intelligence, which isn't, you know, you know, I mean, I'm not going to say it isn't much, but it isn't a lot. You know, because I'm not on the scientific aspect of it. You know, I'm not in one of the tech units or one of the think tanks or in Area 51, mm-hmm. you know. But, you know, <laughs> but it, 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 it's an interesting subject, to say the least. And and it's definitely going to be our future. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. I just think what we're capable of is really going to scare us one day. What we're capable of creating and what we create is capable of doing. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I don't really I don't I don't know if the capability is us. I think the capability is a combination of. Like, for example, you take the current uh, administration, okay? Um, if you looked at the capabilities of us, of, of us you would, if you were, like, from the outside looking in, you would, you would immediately go, eh, they're at a standstill. They're going to be there for a while. <laughs> they fucked up, you know. Um, so, I mean... When, when it comes to when it comes to governing, I'm an anarchist. You know, I'm not really for government, but at the same time, I recognize that you need a government of some sort. You know, I'm not into funding police, although I'm not really. I don't have a problem with the police. I did when I was younger because they jacked me around, um, uh, and put me in prison, tried to give me three life sentences. But you know, um, but I still think we need police out there, and I've met. I know a lot of police that are really good, good people. On the other hand, I've met police that are really, really just fucked up. They're like PTSD, ex-military, you know, and not to say that ex-military police uh, people shouldn't be police, but um, I, I think we need to regulate uh, some kind of a systematic approach to uh, who becomes a, a government policing force and things like that, you know, like the Portland situation, you know, or the Seattle situation. Joe Rogan makes a great point about this. He said, you know, they they claimed six blocks and immediately put up barriers. <laughs> you know, I mean, if it's if it's freedom, why put up the barriers? You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. he he makes a good point. But at any rate, all right, let me move on so you can get to your next readers. I'd fake my death if I could get away with it. I'd publicize my demise if I thought you would buy into it. I'd disappear, ghost you and everyone else. I'd put myself under the knife. If I could assure myself, I'd bleed out. I'd spit in God's face if he wouldn't forgive me. I'd step in front of speeding cars if I didn't have a history of knowing that shit don't work. I'd overdose if I did drugs. I'd drink myself to death, but when I drink, I don't get drunk. 
I fall in love, let you lie to me, jump off a cliff, but those damn wings sewn into my heart won't let me fall. I don't give. I don't have a death wish. I might have PTSD, but it ain't severe enough where I can't tell the difference of voices in my head and those antagonizing me. I hear them, but I don't get depressed. If I could, I'd trade tomorrow in for yesterday. If I could, I'd stop thinking this life isn't a trick of my mind. I'd stop laying on railroad tracks, waiting for the train that never comes. I'd etch my name in a bullet, pull the trigger, but I don't own a gun. If I could, I'd pack my parachute, jump out of the plane with no ripcord, hit the earth plunging at 1,000 miles an hour, but these wings stitched into my soul won't let me fall. This is called fall. My name is Ben Still. Wow. Both of those were amazing pieces tonight, hon. I appreciate you. Appreciate you. I appreciate you. All right. Let me move on so you can grab your other readers. All right, sweetheart. Hey, we'll talk to you hey. next week. Yeah, just you know, when the doctor does surgery, just tell him to put an implant of of, of artificial intelligence in your in your jaw. Oh hell <laughs> no! I can't control what comes out of my mouth enough as it is right now. <laughs> right. All right. Last thing, I need is another voice in there. <laughs> All right, Glenn, love you, hun. Thank yeah. you so much for being here tonight. All right, bye. Bye, sweetie. All right, so we are having some issues with the boards. I've just gotten a whole bunch of emails that you guys are getting a fast, busy signal when you try to call in. So if you're trying to call in and you're getting that fast, busy signal, then please try keep trying. It will let you in eventually. Um, we've got the five emergency lines coming in, and that's it right now. I'm going to go ahead and bring in caller 757. 757, you are on the air. Hey, Nyla, it's Tamika Barnett. Hey, girl. How are you, sweetheart? Oh, I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. It's good to hear from you. Oh, thank you. Um, good to hear you, too, um, and good to be heard. I have a couple of pieces. Um the first one is called Smoky Mirrors. Um, brown skin face. Clouds of smoke. No special effects or half-smoked cigarettes. A hidden self. A true identity. Will she be able to recognize herself when all the smoke clears in peace? Wow. Wow, that was awesome. You and your bullets, man. <laughs> That's what I call your pumps because they're little and fast and, and and pack a punch. Oh, God. You open Thank your mouth you. and it's like a shotgun. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and You're welcome. I can't say the same about this next thing, but um, <laughs> it's called bookshelves. And so, um, bear with me on this one, bookshelves. Um, I remember bookshelves from 
when I was growing up. The open kind of bookshelves mounted on the wall, two of them painted white. And it didn't just house books. My smiley face piggy bank on there and a big bird doll. (laughs) But it had books, Nancy Drew and Where All the Wild Things Are and Curious George and Sesame Street Grove and the Ice Cream Shop and an unauthorized, unofficial biography of Michael Jackson, circa 1983. <laughs> <laughs> and some several other books, as well as records and cassettes. I remember falling in love with the library at school. And just seeing all those books on all those shelves. Wondering, will I ever be able to memorize that Dewey Decimal System? Will I ever be able to just know what the 300s are, the 400s, the 800s, and just be able to go there and just sit on the floor with tons of books next to me? trying to make heads or tails of which ones do I check out, which ones do I take home. As I got older, I started going to bookstores, these mega places, (laughs) with a comfortable seating big enough to fall asleep in if you're not careful. (laughs) Bargain tables. And I remember still loving public libraries as well. And the bookshelves at home were different. No more mounted wall shelves, but five shelf bookcases. Half of it, DVDs, VHS tapes. And I noticed that my reading taste changed. I went from Curious George and Nancy Drew and unauthorized biographies to official biographies, memoirs, other non-fictional writings like political books, conspiracy theories, spiritual, mystical, metaphysical things that took my mind from everything to unicorns and fairies to angels and and everything in between. So what am I saying now? Now I'm in a place where bookshelves is not really happening in my home. I have a few stuffed in the old shoebox and some books on one shelf next to the TV and some are scattered on my sofa. Paperbacks have turned into audio books. And the few paperbacks that I do have, I just touch them every once in a while. I really haven't changed being an avid reader. I've just changed the way I read, the way I listen the way I feel the words. In my writing, I don't know if it's a reflection of what I'm reading or if what I'm reading is a reflection of what I've been writing. It seems like the lines get crossed. 
And that's okay because my life is in there too. I've read books recently that remind me of myself and people that I love, people that I don't love. And I've written poems that do just the same. Every time I think about bookshelves, I think about places that house histories, even lives and conspiracies. And it's no mystery to me that books are the place where I lose myself. I was given this gift early on, and I never forgot it. I missed the trauma and the pain. That was one special gift that was given to me during all of that insane. And I am forever grateful because it's a place where I still get lost. Sometimes it's free. Sometimes there's a cost. The books I love, a true love. And I'm so grateful. And I'm at peace when I'm reading a book or dreaming of writing one. <laughs> and so that's it. In peace. You know, that was awesome. It, it, it was a real different style for you. It was very narrative, um, very personal. I liked it. That was definitely a slice of life. Oh, thank you. And it was off the top of my head. I've been thinking about it. Um, just, I wrote it on one, on one of the pages in my journal, but I just didn't feel nothing in. And I just kept thinking about it and kept thinking about it. And so it was inspired by a book that I had just finished listening to on the audio book. I'm a little member of a book club. And I got I had to finish this book before next Monday. And <laughs> so but it's a wonderful book. It's called The Book of Lost Friends and um it's really about recording history. It's about publication, it's about finding things, advertising, finding people, not things, but finding people a collection of stories of people, of names, of places and it made me think about bookshelves. And what they have meant to me in books over the years. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I really enjoyed hearing it. Thank I feel so much closer to you now, too. Uh, <laughs> there you go. I thank you. Thank you. All so right, much. my darling girl. You need to do me a favor and tell everyone how they can find you. Um, listen to the winds that blow quietly from the southeast. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, PoetrySuit.com forward slash M-E forward slash T-A-M-E-K-O one three. TimBook2.com T-I-M-B-O-O-K-T-U.com I have a page on there under my name, Tamiko T-A-M-E-K-O Barnett with the E on the end. Um, what else? I think you could just put my name in Google. I do have a Facebook as well under the same name, Tamiko Barnett. And um, if you go through those pages, um, if you're already a friend or something, you know, there's like little random things that I've written over time. So in there too, poems and little 
things like that. So, yep, that's it. Perfect. Thank you. You're welcome, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week. Yep. Thank you. Awesome. All right, hon. Bye-bye, sweetheart. All right. I am going to go ahead and bring on area code 573. 573, you're on the air maybe. Now you're on the air. Hello, hello. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. I just called. I'm already on. Wow. We're having issues with with the lines tonight, so... You know, a lot of people are getting that fast, busy signal. Like I said, if you guys are getting that, keep trying. It'll let you in eventually. So I'm glad you were able to get in. I got uh, Are you doing two pieces? Mm-hmm. Yeah, have... introduce yourself. Make sure you introduce yourself. I have this fresh off the top. Just wrote it tonight, piece for you. Uh, I haven't been writing a lot, so you're in for a treat. You know, of course, you know my box has got to be able to pull up for it to happen. But um, that'll be one piece I read, and then I'll read you another newer piece that we're struggling with on whether it's done or not. But let's start with wrinkles of time. Okay. Press the bows. Forgotten intelligence to render truths untold. Which schisms will flutter best in sullen winds of regret? Imagine shutterscape imagery, something other than best, jumping beyond the rabbit hole to harness the futures wrapped in the now. Explode retinas from pressure blown behind the mind's cerebral thought, exchanging visions for emotion and a plethora of significant passing times. Can't stop to wonder what the nuances are to aggravate brides. Epicenter of epiphany developed elevating pseudo-ideology and wrinkles of time. End piece. That was phenomenal. Are you there? Are you there, sweetie? It's a brevity. Can you believe that sentence? I'm having a really hard time hearing you. You're cutting in and out, sweetheart. That better? That seems better, yeah. All right. Do I need to read it again? No, we heard the poem okay. It was when you were moving around after you read it that it was that I was losing you. Alright. Can you believe I'm writing brevity? Can I believe what? Hey, I'm writing brevity. I can. You're a very versatile writer. You know, sometimes you'll you'll get in a vein and you stay in it for a while and then you'll switch off and you're off and running and doing something else. So, you know, nothing you do surprises me, my dear. Well that's good. I surprise myself sometimes. <laughs> I guess the fact that you're surprising doesn't surprise me. I guess that's a better way to put it, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, most definitely. Um, all right, well, this second piece is, is also a brevity. Now, I, I, I had a hard time with uh, this one as to whether it's done or not. And I still 
question its its integrity and whether it's done. But uh, sometimes reading it aloud and uh, putting it out there gives uh, it that cl- that clarity. So I've read it once and then I uh, changed it. So this will be the second time I've read it. And we'll we'll see if it's if it's there or not. It's called Shattered in the Mise. Why is it? One can only experience life's frost emotions through futile pain. Glass, half rock, what's in your cup? It's always going to be more than a second to waste. Marvelous, isn't it? That to truly understand love, you must fondle the locks of real hate. And the bosom of constant inertia sparks many fires which indulge true despise. Loyally injected into these evolutionary moments which are birth a plethora of lies. Vacant perplexities, hard-driven and frontal, this overload on lobes meant to reason such a catastrophic that burden, a catastrophe that burdens the hard-cold orbitals leaking from the onslaught set in. Split your consciousness backwards, embracing the infinite of all this trouble we would throw. Can't evaluate the tendencies that live in spite, find mankind broken from the rivet birth. Redundant fallacies got my head spinning from retarded instances of future relived. Knowledge is truth's fruition as drive and sobriety grant to life cause. These vices we live in are active addictions, if not left, shatter and demise. And peace. And there you have it, word for word. <laughs> Fantastic, sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you. I, I believe I'm, I'm entering a whole new... Uh, whole new realm of of my poetry, whole new uh, new vision, new new life. Um, I like it's it. Not quite as quite as intense, but it has its own intensity. Um, it's like a rebirthing uh, mm-hmm. of, of of kinds and. Uh, but the strength and the passion and, and everything that you are so well known for is still there, as strong as ever. You know, it's still uniquely your voice. I love it. Yeah, uh, I think it's it's just it's just being sober, dear. I'm sober <laughs> now, and <then. laughs> that can make a difference. It, that can most yeah. definitely make a difference. Uh, I'm not so bored anymore. Fortunately, so, you know, I, I'm I'm finding I'm finding things. I'm painting again. I'm writing again, and uh, I'm I'm. I'm, I'm Feeling for the first time. Well, I, I wouldn't say feeling for the first time. I, I'm experiencing more of those feelings that that I, that I wrote, and I think that's that's why I like to read older pieces because I I get to feel those uh, emotions that I wrote so deadpan before uh, more than I ever did when I wrote them. Um, so I like to relive and go back to those pieces, but I have to write new ones and. Um, I am, and they're shorter and, and brief, but I think they pack quite the punch. Um, man, you know, mankind found dead from the rib at birth. That's such a great fucking line. So it, it gives me hope that I'm not not gone completely. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not gone right, completely, man. that's for sure. All right, no. honey, do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can love on you. Sinister Spittle, Google that shit. I'm everywhere. S-P-I-T-A-L. Awesome. All right, Sin. Great job tonight, honey. Thank you. Thank you. You have a good night. You too, love. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. 
I'm going to go ahead and bring on area code 609. 609, you are on the air. Hello there. Hey, sweetie. How you doing? Okay. How are you doing tonight? All right? I'm doing awesome. Go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody. Absolutely. Um, William Beck or Bill Beck. And, um, yeah, I've got um, – uh, can we read two poems tonight? Of course you can. Okay. And um, – Sure, if it's okay. Um, do you like poems about cats? It depends on what it you're depends. doing with a cat. Cats, yeah. <laughs> I love cats, so as long as you're being nice to them, then we're good. Yeah, well, do you think I would be mean to a kitty? I mean, I know you don't know me that well, but <laughs> I, I wouldn't do mean kitty poetry on here. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't do that. You can do what you want, and you're good. I know um, you're good. Okay, well, this is about I. My cat has since gone over the Rainbow Bridge and is in heaven now. But um, yeah, I was fortunate enough to have a kitty for a long time. The stray cat I took in in Ocean Grove and uh, became my buddy. And um, this poem is called. I don't really like the title much, but the title is, And the Stars Shall Be His Two Toys. My, cl- my cat climbs into the night and wraps himself up in the darkness like a warm blanket. He plucks the stars from the sky like captured robins and hides them from me to find around the house. Here is a blue giant under the sofa. On my doorstep, a red dwarf, and I breathe on each one, and with a word of encouragement, send them back into the ether. I'd love to hide the universe under the furniture, but the stars are for everyone to share. And someday, my cat will learn that, but until then, I'll keep patiently unearthing zeta reticuli from under my seat cushions, and coaxing it back into heaven before nightfall, over and over again. Thank you. <laughs> you know, that really makes me think about my kitty when he would bring me home. You know, you talk about plucking him like robins from the sky, the stars, right? Mm-hmm. And every time I would turn around and open the front door, there would be another creature that That's that his way. That yeah, is I mean, a carnivore's way of you that he loves you. Mole. Yeah, and so the fact that, you know, you talk about your kitty bringing you stars now, it's just it's <laughs> absolutely perfect because, you know, I, I picture op- you know when I picture opening the door and there are the stars instead of the robins. That was beautiful. I loved that piece. Well, thank you. Well, you know, the reason why they do that um, – is because, and and this is weird to me, but it's true, um, they, um, it's instinctive for them to hunt, for cats to hunt, of course, but it is not instinctive for them to learn how to eat their prey. So they learn how to eat their prey from their mothers. And so when they're bringing you that robin or whatever, and they're dumping it. Uh, number one, it says, nothing says, I love you, mommy, 
like a dead animal from a cat. Right, right. And if you knew me, you would know how true that statement is. And, <laughs> and um, but also the reason why they're standing there looking at you confused, if you call them a bad kitty, is because they're expecting you to tell them what to do with it, how to eat it. And, uh, so it's and not that's weird that it, I barbecued them up and stuff, right? Yeah, well, okay. I guess they're then that's jo- teaching them to be on the grill. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> but um, I'm joking. A barbecued robin is really good. You know, smoked <laughs> mole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, well, I, I, you know, I'm sure that frontier people um, in this country, or you know, people, co- colonial people, ate that stuff and other things besides. So, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, but. Um, so that one was called, And the Stars Shall Be His Chew Toys, and I have a short one, a one, one shorter than that, um, that's been, it's been published before. Um, it's okay if I read it? Of course. And it's called, um, I think this is published in uh, the Georgian Court, I think like probably 10 people read it, but... I was published in uh, the Georgian Court uh, Literary Magazine, but um, it's called The Tempest Never Subsides. There's a sun in the clear sky, but my rage casts shadow on this beautiful day. There are thunderheads in my eyes and a tornado brewing from ear to ear. Theatrical lighting provided by my axons and dendrites, and the tempest never subsides. Thank you. I love that one. That one was awesome. So um, I do have form stuff, uh, and um, still interested in doing a workshop, so I have not forgotten. I will uh, text you about that. Um, People can find me. I bet there are other people waiting to get on the radio. And I certainly wouldn't want to have anyone put the bad juju on me or send me a whammy. Now, would I? No, that would be bad. That would be really (laughs) awful. Um, What I was going to say last week, uh, we were talking about bad feedback. Well, here's how to reach me. Um, I, I need to get on more media out here probably, but um, you can reach me, William M., as in Michael Beck, on Facebook. It's the best way to reach me for now. I'm going to try to get on other stuff. But um, what I remembered, what I was going to tell you last week, and I forgot that I remembered, was that uh, we were talking about negative feedback on poetry, right? Mm-hmm. Unconstructive criticism. Someone wrote on one of the poetry websites, told somebody, you know, well, blah, 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 um, please don't read me any more of your poems ever again. And um, and I was like, that should be your next prompt. But um, what I wanted to mention was that there was a writer, and this is where I got sidetracked, there was a writer named Harlan Ellison, a very famous uh, science fiction writer, and a friend of mine from... Some years ago, uh, probably about 25 years back at least, I uh, was an aspiring writer, and Harlan Ellison was very famous in the 60s. He wrote some of the original Star Trek episodes, mm-hmm. and um, 
was very well known. He wrote a famous anthology of science fiction stories called Dangerous Visions, considered a classic. I know you're not real familiar with sci-fi, but he might be worth Googling. Okay. And so my friend idolized this guy, right? And mm-hmm. so he saw him at a convention, whatever, and he walked up to him and he said, you're my idol, and I try to write like you, and I really want to be, you know, I think you're awesome, blah, blah, blah. And supposedly this gentleman um, said to him, and this is just what he said he said, so I don't know if it's true or not, so I don't want to be guilty of slander or libel on air because it's, you know, allegedly, and uh, Harlan Ellison is dead now, so he's not around to defend himself. But supposedly, um, allegedly, according to this guy, he said, really, that's wonderful. What I want you to do is to take all of your writings and rip them up and burn them because you're never going to be as successful as I am or make it in this business. Wow. And so this is his hero, allegedly, allegedly. Let's protect me from, I have, from the guy's not alive, but maybe his estate might be listening somewhere. Um, allegedly, this person said this. And I was thinking about, you know, what would happen if your idol, someone you idolized, told you to give it up? You know, whatever you're doing. Yeah. Um, could you be strong enough or could one be strong enough to um, to go ahead and say, you know what? He was my idol, you know, or this person was my idol, but if, if he actually said such a thing. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and and uh, keep going. And maybe I'll wind up doing even better than this person did, you know. But um, that kind of, not only the idea of negative criticism, but someone you really admire telling you you stink. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's pretty bad. However, it could be a writing prompt, too, right? could be a writing prompt. It could. What would you do with someone who, whom you admired? So, you know, where is your, your strength as a writer? Is it located in other people, your motivation to write, or is it motivated within yourself? You know? But anyway, so, um, so yes, you can reach me, William M. Beck, Facebook. Uh, dot com, and um, uh, that's pretty much it. I uh, appreciate everything you're doing. Well, we appreciate you, sweetheart, and I'm really glad you were able to get on tonight. So thank you. Thank you, and I I should get off and let other give other people the opportunity. So <laughs> thank you we'll so much, you and week. wouldn't want to get the oh, um, uh, that individual you called Mama last week. Um, not going to be mean, but, you know, you put the whammy on someone, uh, that got a way of coming back to you. So, uh, I may have a special response poem for mama, not going to be mean or profane, but, uh, about juju and, and whammies and curses. (laughs) Now I may be working on one. So, Uh um, uh you got to tell mama, I got to watch that. Those whammies and those juju, you don't know. Maybe she forgot about five million things this week, you know? (laughs) 
it's got a way of coming back to you, even if it's small. Anyway, um, I'm goofing. I'm sure she's a lovely person. But um, you have a good night, and thank you for everything you're doing. You're welcome, William. Appreciate you so much. Thank you for being here tonight and being so awesome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, hon. All right. Looks like we have two more callers. We have area code 419. Let's go ahead and bring them on. 419, are you with me? Uh, I am, Mala. Hey, sweetie. How are you doing? Oh, (laughs) I'm doing okay. You you caught me trying to find something to read here. Uh Uh-oh. Do you want me to come back to you? No, no, I, I... I, I got I got something here. Okay. Uh, let's see here. We're gonna do. Uh, this one is called Moon and Scorpio. Um, I don't think I've ever done it here. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, Moon and Scorpio. Poetry flows through me through me like the blood in my veins. It is part of my immune system, and it's part of that which sustains me. Without it, my balance and harmony are in jeopardy. Poetry flows through me like the blood in my veins. There's the full moon and the Scorpio in me. The lights of night in preparation of my sunrise. Rising and sitting in me like the tides of life. Like the rise and fall of the waves of my element, water. Eroding all that would hold me back. Obstacles would never succeed in blocking my way. Poetry flows through me like the blood in my veins. Look for me in the shadow of the ego, illuminated by the moon and Scorpio, carrying my voice to the constellations that they may hear me and take form in testimony of these spoken words. Mars is my microphone, Pluto is my stage. The universe is my audience. Poetry flows through me like the blood of my veins. My words erupt with the intensity of a volcano, uh, resigning down, raining down on a falling, like a falling comet from a sky turned opal by unquenchable curiosity for what is, what has been, and what will be. Moon and Scorpio shine down on me and light my way that I might embrace the world with love, peace, and goodwill. I am poet. My real name is Poet. And poem. Absolutely loved it. Scorpio, that's, that's my weakness. You know that, right? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you going to read two for us tonight, honey? I can. Uh I got another one here. Okay, this is one. I don't know if I've ever read this one before. Uh, they used to have a uh, open mic night here in Toledo that they call it the E Zone, the Erotic Zone. And uh, I would usually do a love poem. I usually don't 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 write you know erotic poems. Uh, this is one I wrote. It's called for for that uh, um, that venue, but I never read it. It's called Kaleidoscope. Colors of the rainbow flowing through the canyons of her mind. Eyes closed, body posed, resigned to accept the tremor of, expo- of explosive bliss. The kiss of love 
from his lips to her nipples, ripples through her down to the hands on her hips. Gentle gifts of motion, like the ebb of the ocean, covered her wetness. And at high tide, vivid colors going through the canyons of her mind, like a kaleidoscope, out of control. End point. I like that, like a kaleidoscope. Very descriptive. Very... Thank you. I mean, you can, you can. Everyone knows the kaleidoscope, the way everything just melts into each other and becomes something new and ever changing, and just this insane, just great, 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 great descriptive imagery on that one. Thank you. Kind of nice hearing some erotica from you. I'm sorry. Said it was kind of nice hearing some erotica from you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple more. <laughs> we we don't normally hear that from you, so it was it was it was nice. It was awesome. Right. All right, my sweetie, do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can come find you. Uh, you can find me on Facebook under Melvin Douglas Johnson, and also on YouTube uh, under the same name. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much and for I'm being here all, tonight. I'm also on all Go ahead. Allpoetry.com. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Yes. All right, sweetie. That's the plan. Thank you so much, hon. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Our next caller looks like Glenn jumped back in line. Glenn, did you have another one you wanted to read tonight? Yeah, if you don't mind. Okay. You Go must ahead. be. You know the thing about summer and poetry reading on online and stuff like that, on podcasts and like what you do? Is everybody's out enjoying the weather, so summertime kind of depletes like the poetry interest. It's not like they're not interested, but they're they're often. I learned this in Ten K Poets, you know, because uh, I would see that, you know, our our numbers would go down. But and then I I wondered, you know, well maybe they just don't like us anymore. <laughs> you know, it's like you know, I didn't get depressed or nothing, you know, but but it's true. So. When fall hits at the late fall, people start like going back on to their shows and things like that, you know. And then when the only time, time, you know, the the only time I've ever noticed really a big decline like that is in the past during the holiday seasons where people travel. Like Thanksgiving is usually a slower show. Um, you know, once right around Thanksgiving, around you know the the major holidays and stuff. But normally. Normally, seasonally, the colors don't fluctuate fluctuate that much, I don't think. Or at least not that I've noticed, but around the holidays, they most definitely do. And I did notice a little bit of a drop once America opened back up again. You know, like the last couple of weeks, except for we've had a lot of line issues, too, so I don't know how much of that has played into it. But I think a lot of people are just really crazy to get outside of the house right now, too. You know, yeah. when when the whole yeah. COVID I, thing was in full swing, which it still is, by the way, folks, um, we were getting a lot of people calling in that don't normally call in because they're out, you know, they were laid off work and things like that. So it was kind of nice. There was actually a rush during all of this, um, people being able to spend some time with us, and I enjoyed that. Yeah, I, because, they're, they're, you know, I mean, it's like a, a – uh, A-list personality said, um, a comedian, she said, um, 
Oh, fuck, I lost my thought. <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> about people doing other things and not calling in on shows during seasonal stuff and blah, blah, Oh, yeah, blah. okay. So she said, you know, that um, um, since since I have been active, you know, um, uh, I get a lot of texts, you know, and some of them are te- sex texts, you know. She's a pretty wicked girl. Um, she's a comedian, but very well known. Um, I've actually met her before. She's fucking crazy as fuck, but um, she's done uh, Netflix shows. And but um, and she she, she says, um, but since this COVID virus is has been rampant and stuff, you know, people ain't going out and they're they're starting to hit on me, you know. And I'm just looking for a husband. You know? it's like, and and I, I mean. What a what an imperfect perfect time, you know, to to try to find a relationship, you know. Because, yeah. You know, you. I like, like you, but oh, don't man. touch me. <laughs> yeah, I like you. A lot of computer I don't know sex you, going on, I think. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna kiss you, you know. I ain't gonna, you know. <laughs> In fact, I probably won't even fuck you for a little bit, you know. <laughs> you know, you, you, I want to make sure you get tested every day, you know. But it, mm-hmm. it's, it's a remarkable period of time. I mean, the kids are growing up now. I mean, when I talk about kids, I'm talking about the five, six, seven-year-olds. They're going to be going, yeah, when I was young, you know, you know, you've heard that story, you know, when your dad says, well, when I was young, I had to carry a bucket of milk to the, farm, uh, to the, to the grocery store on my mm-hmm. back and, you know, that kind of stuff. But they're going to be going, I was locked up. I was quarantined. You know, it was like the Gestapo was after me. You know. (laughs) Yeah, it's gonna be a wicked. It's gonna be a wicked history for these kids. I mean, because it's never gonna be the same. It's just there's just no possible way. You can't fix wrong, and and unfortunately, so this poem starts out with like um, um, this uh, this quote. By um, oh, I can't remember his name now. I think he's French or something. But uh, it says out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing, there is a field. I will meet you there. Have you ever I've heard, heard that, that before? I have heard that before. The sound of stories. Did... <laughs> Just go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to remember who, because I do know that one, and I love that one. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, gosh, I've got his name right on the tip of my tongue. Uh, Maybe it might be, you know what, Google it real quickly, because we got to know. I am. Can you hear me typing? Yeah, you need need a Jamie with you, (laughs) you know, I'm thinking it, I'm right. Oh, good. I, was, I should have said it before I finished Googling it because I knew who it was. It's Rumi. Oh, okay, okay. Out beyond ideas but, of wrongdoings and right doings, there's a field. I will meet you there. Yeah, and I think this is a, it's a very well adept and, uh, and proper kind of a quote for the time because we're so divided right now. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's really unreligious, you know. 
and I'm not even a religious person. Views that word for me is like, you know, a sacrament, or it's probably it's just not. I don't know, but it, it makes its point. You know, the po- the point of the quote is like, you know, whatever is going on, whether it be wrong or right, there's a there's a point where where there's pleasure, and there's a position, and all you got to do is meet me there. You know. Yep. I love that phrase. I'm glad you brought that up. I haven't heard from that. I haven't thought about that one in a while. So what did you do with that um, that prompt that I gave you? <laughs> There's no slippers left behind. There's what? No slippers left behind. I didn't do anything with it. Yeah. Remember we were talking about that? Cinderella? Mm-hmm. Feminism? Girl, you know, women? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I remember. But right, I give so, homework. I, I'm not very good at doing it either. Just like you're not. But once in a while we do. Yeah, once in a while. Yeah. You don't even. You don't. What's crazy is you don't even do your own homework. You're you're like a true professor. Like you know, just shut up and listen <laughs> and do this, and then we'll be all Sometimes right, you know? I do my own homework. Sometimes the homework I give you is stuff that I've done. Ah, that's interesting. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I could ever do a radio show or a podcast again, you know, because I just like listening now, you know. I mean, I'm so into listening to what other people have to say and kind of like, you know, getting, kind of like spilling the collaboration into the pot and mixing it, you know, stirring it and going, okay, you know, I, I could come out with this, you know. It's an interesting time and I think some of the most natural-born poets are going to have a heyday with this environment here. You know? And I don't think it's all going to be like uh, like dreads and, and like the end of the world shit. I think it's going to be like, you know, because most of the people that I know that were quarantined, and, and I do know people that had the virus, um, some of them lived, some of them didn't, um, but they were all positive about it. You know, it's like, you know, I'm gonna get through this, you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna get back with my family, you know. I know this girl that uh, has a has a daughter that's four years old, and she's quarantined with the father because they're separate or they're divorced. But um, so um, as she's lately come down with symptoms, and I haven't heard from her in like a week or so. so I'm kind of concerned, you know. But um, but. Um, I still see you online, you know, so that means something. But, you know, I I think it takes a lot to communicate in a time like this with somebody that, you know, is like, you know, you really want to, you know, get in in tune with and and maybe you just don't have the energy. Like you said earlier, earlier in the show, I'm tired, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. you know. Have you been sleeping a lot? You know, it's it's weird. I'm I, when your brain gets set. When my brain gets set an idea, I get real antsy. And so when that happens, I don't sleep well. And when I don't sleep well, I dream crazy. Right. But those crazy dreams so, are the things that bring bring fucking fantastic words to your mind. <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> kind of like I the have poem really crazy I read. Dreams. Kind of like the poem I read when I was on before, where it said, you know, we're gonna put you in an uninhabitable place, and we're gonna, you know, every word is gonna cost you. I, I, you know, I'm bad for memorizing my own poetry. Once I write it, I forget it. You know, but but I think dreams are, you know, I think they're the most. Uh, they're the most uh, conspicuous place to go to when it comes to like when I I actually write poetry in my dream. It's crazy. I, I will de- develop a whole poem in my dream and wake up and go, damn it, man, that was great. And but I don't write shit down. I don't even have a pen. I'm a writer and I don't own a pen or a, pa- a pen or a pad. You know, I use my phone. Okay, I don't even have a laptop anymore. I got tired of the fucking laptop. Because every time the laptop was up, it was like, you know, damn. You know, now I got to go look at uh, Anonymous and all the conspiracy theories. And, you know, <laughs> with a phone, I, I don't have time to do that. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's become a remarkable scenario. But anyway, I didn't mean to cut you off. You were saying, um, so you, you have these wicked dreams, right? Mm-hmm. And what happened? Nothing. I just, it just, so, I'm, yeah, that's why I'm tired. I, you know, I don't know. I'm not sleeping well, no. I, I, yeah, I'm just, I'm kind of, my brain is kind of tunnel-visioned on on wanting to run for a while. Oh, you so got kind of like, kind of like a, a wolf being caged up, I guess, I the feeling. I said, yeah, you got that wolf in you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no wrong with that. You know, I've done that most of my life and will continue to do it, you know. I, I hate, I mean, I don't mind settling down for a little bit, but you'll never catch me for 20 years in one place. You'll never catch me for five years in one place. You'll probably never catch me for three years in one place, you know. I mean, I might go back to the place, but, you know, but um, eventually I'm going to have to leave and maybe come back, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's always something new and refreshing out there. Something more, uh, more. Let's just say the mind is in development, and development is in travel. Undoubtedly. In fact, I heard the statement made by uh, a person that I respect very well. Uh, he said, "Freedom is the ability to travel anywhere you want to, any time that you want to go." And I, it took me a couple of years to figure that one out because I was in that process. In fact, I was up near you. Yeah, I was living in Seattle at the time when I heard that. And um, and I did Seattle for three years, you know. And I did uh, a lot of Seattle on the street just on purpose because I was kind of I was writing a book. And uh, um, and I thought to myself, you know, that makes so much sense. It's not really about money. It's about the ability to go anywhere you want to go in the world, anytime you want to go, you know, and just go. But if you really look at the whole conditions of things, that's the blockade. That's why we have borders, and that's why we have passports, and that's why we have... And I'm not saying those things are... are, are they're irregular. Regular, uh, I'm not saying that they're improper. I, I think... You know, you know, there's that 50-50 thing about them. You know, do we need them? Yes. Do we need them 
eh, you know. So, but you know, I'd rather be safe and secure um, rather than be insecure and safe. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of a a fifty-fifty mix. Anyways, let me get into this. Now, this is you're gonna have to listen deep on this one, all right, readers or listeners. Okay. If they're already on. <laughs> The Shine Depth story is expected to spew drama. Leave no emotion unturned. No filming of shooting the appearance of Camera Falls coats of personality from bad camera angles. Profiles and colors that deviate from natural attraction of the plot. The Shining Star. Written into murder. They come in packs that are rabid intent on destroying humanity, defunct, humane society, the department of euthanized plastic garbage bags. The crux of every movie is that you have to work until your dying day or be killed. The next act is how these super-secret hero agents always come out on top. Save the world. 